1: It is seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Well, not that the truth wasn't already in that fourth and glorious final stage of self-evident, but this really proves the whole point. The January 6th panel did not seek rebuttal testimony regarding this Cassidy Hutchinson, whose testimony has been just trumpeted and created and, and, uh, positioned as though it it is some kind of triumph but yet all of it from the letter that someone else says they wrote and she didn't to the secret service agents to the whole story i've never seen anything like this the committee says oh she has a lot of credibility wait a minute credibility her credibility is shot so just as we promised yesterday we said it was going to happen but Now we know it's happened. Now they could always, if there's enough, who knows, if there's enough public outcry. But the public doesn't even care about this. Do you think about it? Do you really care about it other than it's aggravating and it is highly partisan? It's completely one sided. Do you even care? When I'm flipping around and I don't even watch a lot of TV anymore. I like movies. I want to turn this other garbage off. I keep telling people, just stay here. Stay close. We'll ride it through together. And we give you everything you need to know. And you figure out the rest without me. But this is just plain rotten. It's dishonest. This so-called House Select Committee, which is completely illegitimate. They have yet to contact the United States Secret Service, who have already challenged Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony from Tuesday. You would think that they would be after the truth, right? That's what they say anyhow. But you have Liz Cheney constantly lying. Now, remember, they're not under oath. All the witnesses are. But these committee members, they are free to lie, to twist, to exaggerate. Liz Cheney says something like President Trump waited 197 minutes not true all all of this is just provably false but as of yesterday late afternoon unless when i went to to sleepy bye bye last night unless something happened that i'm not aware of and i i know it hasn't as of late late yesterday no representative from the house january 6th panel had contacted the secret service about scheduling Additional testimony. You mean to tell me they're going to let this stand? They're going to let this woman say these things and they're going to have awareness, knowledge that the Secret Service wants to refute it? Well, they need to refute it anyhow. And I understand that they're going to. So it doesn't matter. This January 6th, five minutes of fame committee of clowns. And keep in mind, it's all the same clowns from Russia collusion. It's just the latest hoax. Freak show scam. The problem is they have unlimited purse strings. They can harass people to no end and they've done it. They they don't care. They're they're, they're ruining lives. It's just awful. I cannot wait. Liz Cheney is going to get dispatched. In her Republican primary, I believe that's in August. Oh, I can't wait. The morning after that election, when I can come in and tell you. Now, keep in mind, she has plans. Whether it's to run for president, whatever. MSNBC, political analyst. Let's go. We are really fair. We believe in hearing from both sides. Let's go to the Republican response to Liz Cheney. Yeah, well, you know, Trump sucks, and, and I agree with all of you on this panel. I'm, I'm your Republican here. So everybody, everybody thinks alike. Don't you love it? When they have Adam Schiff and all these freaks, and your Republicans on the committee are people like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, two losers. I saw five minutes last night. I was watching something that I wanted to watch, and it just ended. And Fox News was on my TV, and there's Brett Baer. And he has this panel. I forget the guy's name, but he's just a Democrat operative. And Molly Hemingway was just utterly brilliant in discrediting. I'll tell you what, she doesn't get her due. She says so much In a short period of time, it is extraordinary. She is memorable. And we have had the pleasure to interview her. Incredibly smart. Very focused. She deconstructed. Now, keep in mind, these these people are taking hours and hours and don't even... You're not even counting all the stuff they've done behind the scenes with uh, testimony and depositions and interviews. I mean, they have just taken thousands of hours and molly hemingway in less than 1 minute can completely deconstruct them she completely broke down the cassidy hutchinson testimony in each point that she made where she has been disproven and she did make one comment that it's a it, that it's a committee with no republicans on it see this is where a conservative we have to be so precise you you know I don't ever slip and say that I always say it's all Democrats and two Trump haters that are Republicans in name only so Molling Hemingway this Democrat tool that was on the panel uh said and I think it was Brett Baer that said well you do have Liz Cheney and he couldn't remember the name of Kinzinger and he said you know the the congressman. So that and then the Democrat tool said, Well yeah, I'm glad Brett you brought that up because I was just going to mention that there are two Republicans on the committee. This is how dishonest they are. Like that really two two Trump hating losers that are both going to be history in minutes. They the Democrats get away with saying it's a bi, and the media does it, too, largely that it's a bipartisan committee. Come on. You should you should spontaneously combust and explode when you utter falsehoods like that. What just happened? Poof. I don't know. They said there was no they said there's it's bipartisan. Oh, they shouldn't have said that. You spontaneously combust when you lie so blatantly like that. Something ought to happen. So it's just plain rotten, it's dishonest, and it proves the whole point. The January 6th committee, and don't, don't think for a second, they know this whole Cassidy Hutchinson thing blew up. They're, they're celebrating it. Oh yeah, she has. We, we have great faith in her credibility. Oh really? You do? Then why don't you call the uh, Secret Service agents to testify right to the American people. Like you do with all these things you want to do. So they can say, hey, listen, I don't know what she's saying, but I was in the car. And somebody on uh, Santos Santos, I, I believe, Jr., did this great post on social media. And I know Santos Santos Jr.'s father, who was a great runner, a couple years older than me. He had the beast and had President Trump way in the back. And it had all the way up in the front, the driver, the Secret Service people. So he would have to be Stretch Armstrong. There is no way that he reached, lunged for the steering wheel and strangled the Secret Service agent. All of this. And it's not even me reenacting the not the improbability, but the impossibility of it. But it's not even me saying it. They have said that it didn't happen. So how do we let Cassidy Hutchinson's, oh, and somebody help me. I'm, I'm getting text message to hell here, but somebody text message me or social media message me. The, the Yankees are usually on, so I don't watch a lot of TV that is political in nature um, in the seven o'clock, eight o'clock hour. I'm usually watching the Yankees and are having a magical season and I'm really enjoying it a lot. Yesterday was an early game, though, which I did see. At least I saw most of it. I joined it in about the fifth inning because I guess I didn't see most of it, but I saw a lot of it. And I I caught up easily. It was Judge two-run home run, Stanton three-run home run, and the Yankees were leading five to three, and that was the final score. So I watched from the fifth inning on. Right after that... I did a few things. I actually wrote a story about uh, crashes at Ocean Heights and Pine Avenue and elected officials that are listening that have responsibility in those areas. You need to do something about that area. Somebody is going to be killed. Please read my article and please react. There has to be. I mean, last month, a telephone pole was taken down. You can still see the remnants of that. Last night, a horrific crash, all airbags deployed, car just demolished. Uh, You can read the story on our app on our website. But something's got to be done. So I wrote that, that immediately following that, I wrote uh, the piece about Dale Conover. You can check that out because it's ugly. It's completely unjust. But there is finality there. So check that out. So when I finally got done all of that, I picked up on something. This Cassidy Hutchinson had a phrase that she used, I mean, at least 10 times. And they think it's uh, like the perjury proof way of saying something like, but it wasn't these exact words what I was told or I was told but it's a different phrase it's very legalese if nobody else knows it I'll figure it out and I'll report back after the break which I've got to go to right now because I'm a few minutes late but everything she said was not unambiguous it was 100% hearsay and it was always coupled with this phrase to sort of cover because I think they knew none of it's true, but they want to make it look true, and they don't want the truth because they don't they don't go, hey, Secret Service, this lady just said that you got strangled, he went for the wheel, he's calling you guys mother effers, he's throwing plates, he's got spaghetti sauce out his nostrils, out his hiney, everything. And what do you have to say? No, no, they don't want to know what people that actually were there would say. Why would you want that when we can go to Cassidy Hutchinson, who is a nobody, a lower level nothing, and the media builds her up senior White House aide? Oh, really? Sure, because you say so. Fox News commentary.
2: (laughs) Liberals and Red Sox fans alike blame unvaccinated Tanner Houck for the team's loss against the Blue Jays. I'm Tommy Lahren. I'm fired up. More next.
0: The Tunnel to Towers Foundation's 9-11 Never Forget Mobile Exhibit is a tribute to all who lost their lives on September 11, 2001, or from 9-11-related illnesses. This high-tech, 83-foot tractor-trailer transforms into an 1,100-square-foot exhibit, a tool to educate people about 9-11. Visit it in the city near you and join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org.
2: Red Sox pitcher Tanner Houck is the best reliever in Boston's bullpen, but he wasn't able to throw a pitch against the Blue Jays because he's not even allowed to enter Canada. Why? His personal decision to remain unvaccinated. So, of course, the Liberals and sports media, along with Red Sox fans, are blaming him for the blown save and the loss to Toronto. Excuse me, what happened to My Body, My Choice? The loss isn't Tanner's fault, it's Major League Baseball's. The MLB should have stood by its players from the get-go and told Canada its mandatory vaccination rule wasn't going to fly. The vaccine mandate is the most worthless mandate in all of sports, The vaccine, in however many doses, does not prevent infection or spread. So does it matter that Tanner Houck isn't vaccinated? No. The MLB should get some baseballs and tell Canada it better play ball and include all players, regardless of vaccine status. So if Red Sox fans want someone to be angry with, pick the league itself. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com.
3: Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6, now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio,
1: 95.5 FM. 1450 a.m. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Great one. Okay, this is wonderful. Um, I asked for help, and at least 10 people wrote me. I'm a very blessed man, and I know it. Whenever I ask for help, you deliver. To be fair, nine of the 10 were knocking on the right door, but not quite correct. But I knew as soon as I saw it, It's one of those things, I don't know how your mind works, but even if I can't remember something, it's there, and I just need to be jogged. If I see it or even sometimes see a part of it, one word or whatever, then I say, that's it. So to everybody that wrote me, the only person that was precisely correct, because this caught my attention, I thought, wow, who talks like that? This is very just weird. And if you do it in a montage, it's even weirder. And of course, the Democrat media won't do that because they're too busy making Chastity Hutchinson look like she is the oracle. I mean, just so incredibly credible. How come Bobolinsky didn't get the, the, Chass, uh, the, the what's her name again? Cassidy Hutchinson uh, treatment. He was so credible that they had to completely ice him. Oh, no, no, no. Don't mention that guy ever again. Damn, he was good because, you know, you believed him because he was telling the truth. Every single thing that Cassidy Hutchinson testified to under oath. That the media just adored and blushed and gushed over every single thing, every bit of it hearsay. None of it admissible. But this, of course, is not a legal proceeding. This is a political witch hunt. And they don't care. They're dishonest. They're losers. So everything she said, and this is like 10 different times. She said, I was told something to the effect of. Those are the exact words. I was told something to the effect of. I was told something to the effect of that uh, President Trump lunged and tried to grab the steering wheel. I was I was told something to the effect of President Trump grabbed the now she didn't say the throat. She said the clavicle. Okay, that's hilarious. The clavicle. Hello. I I grab clavicles. That's what I do. I'm clavicle grabber. So she's just a joke. And if these people were not so Trump deranged, my brother sent me a funny um, photograph the other day, a meme, and you have to see it because radio is a theater of the mind. You have to see it, but it's um, the actor Chris uh, Chris Pratt from Jurassic Park fame, and he's done a lot of other movies too. He used to be a chubster, and then he got absolutely ripped. He's unrecognizable in his earlier um, acting days. But it's that look almost like the mouth is wide open. Your eyes are wide open. And the, the meme has the same picture. And it has the first time a Democrat hears the mainstream media say they have information that will totally bring down Trump. And you have this look like, oh, they're so happy. I mean, it's almost. Can I say it? It's almost orgasmic. But then they have the same face, same wide open mouth, same wide open eyes. It says the 4,689th time a Democrat hears the mainstream media say they have information that will totally bring down Trump. So I wrote one word back to my brother. I wrote truth because they don't change. Every time is like the first time. They just they they love it. we got them this time. They can't believe. Think about it. Think about how many millions of dollars, how many investigators, how many hearings these losers have done they impeached them twice. I guess they'd like to impeach them a third time. You could do that, you know there's no there's nothing to say you can't impeach. A former president. If Biden doesn't get impeached while he's in office, he should get impeached. And if you ask me to give you a list, I'll give you a list of many things he should be impeached for. This is a terrible, terrible president. This administration is I mean, it's so dangerous that I cannot believe that it's it's even allowed to continue. Even in Democrat polls, Biden is in the 30-some percentile, 35% approval in terms of uh, the world where he was supposed to be this steady hand that was going to be just fantastic. He is universally basically despised. But it's true, whether it was the first time or the 5,000th time. They, they treat it like we got them this time. You know, there's no media reports. Uh, the New York, um, what was it called? Um, they had like subpoenas and, oh uh, no, it was a contempt order. That's been lifted. They just, everything they do turns out to be nothing except take a lot of time get a lot of headlines did you see the latest video of hunter biden talking i think it was to a prostitute at several levels this this hunter biden is extremely disturbing number one from the crack pipe to the gun to the hose to the uh doing it with his sister-in-law uh i mean you could go on and on and on This absolute freak show who is the smartest man that Joe Biden has ever known. And this guy films all his crimes. So he's I don't know if you saw it. I believe it was. um, Jesse on primetime on Fox News last night that played a bit of it. You've got Hunter Biden narrating this film that he's, I guess, the director, Alfred Hitchcock in it. Very strange voice, by the way that he's speaking. I don't know if he's speaking through broken cracked teeth. And when I say cracked teeth, I don't mean like cracked as in a chip or anything like that. I'm talking about crack teeth. If you know what I'm talking about, people that do the amount of dope that he's done, you probably have seen the pictures of him with I mean he had like jagged broken teeth. guy's a mess so he's narrating his own film talking to this prostitute and telling her what she's allowed to say and how she's allowed to act i mean can you imagine if that's donald trump jr or eric trump starring in, in in these porno movies and crack pipe and and all of this stuff can you can you even imagine how is this ignored have you ever given that any thought whatsoever? There, there, there is a laptop. There are multiple laptops, multiple hard drives with all kinds of criminality, all kinds of improper conduct, even if it's not illegal, all kinds of evidence about Joe Biden being involved. Everything they're trying to get Trump on Remember the the tapes and uh, all these lies, all these disproven things. They, they really do exist. It's it, it fits what I talk to you about all the time. The other side, it, it is truly uh, Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. They're guilty and they try to make it look like you're guilty of what they're guilty of. All this behavior is not Trump. It's the Biden Inc. look at the Trump kids. they're elegant they're smart they're law-abiding. they live clean lives. Trump made it in in the in the um, free market capitalist society the greatness of America. Biden has leveraged the office. he's got a crack uh, ho uh, son. That, that has traveled the world on Air Force Two collecting millions of dollars. And the media has no intellectual curiosity. But I can promise you this they're going to have a lot of intellectual curiosity when Republicans start taking care of business. Congressman Comer has already confirmed, Linda and Afseekin, if you're listening, because Linda is doubtful to some extent, she has hope now, but somewhat doubtful that anything will ever happen. These hearings are going to happen. The entire Biden syndicate is going to be brought down to its knees and all the evidence is already in hand. This is not this is not what they do. This is not Democrats who go searching for a crime. This is not their communist Goebbels. Show me the man. I'll show you the crime. They've got all the documentation of the crimes. Let me tell you something. The second half of Joe Biden's one and only term is going to be a nightmare. I'm telling you, you're not ready probably to understand that yet. But I'm telling you, seven months from now, because can you believe that this year is half over as of uh, 12 midnight tonight? This year is half over. Which means in seven months, less than seven months, just over six months. The whole game is going to be different. I promise you that. I don't make promises that, that, that I can't keep. The whole game is going to be changed. The people raising their right hand and having the lawyer up and, and, and not accepting subpoenas and being held in contempt. It's all the worm is going to turn. And it's going to turn aggressively so.
4: This is the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network. Harry
1: Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Senator Vince Palestina has chosen principle over partisan politics. I make the case. That's no that those are not just words. I back it up with truth. The final disposition, final discipline. Of the and Deputy Fire Chief Dale Conover, a disgraceful chapter. We've got the story. And Atlantic City Council is poised to approve a $1 per year, five year lease for the Carnegie. From the
5: Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Heat really starts to surge today, and tomorrow, humidity joins the party. It'll be sunny, dry, and very warm today. Inland high temperature 88. It'll be cooler at the beaches with a nice sea breeze. Clear and mild tonight, low of 70. Tomorrow, hot, humid, and breezy. High of 92 under partly sunny skies. Watch for a couple rounds of showers and thunderstorms on Saturday. Still steamy at 90. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today finding great
0: early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450 a.m hi it's markley and van camp join
1: us later today at one
0: now back to hurley in the morning on wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and
5: 1450 a.m south jersey's talk station
1: hey thank you it's 40 minutes past the hour on the hurley in the morning program thanks for tuning in and we have craig calloway joining us for the next hour in addition in the first segment, we'll also be joined by Steve Young. He will make a comment from the organization that he leads relative to the council action that, from what I understand, uh, it's absolutely going to happen. Uh, they're going to do it. Uh, it's done. I mean, I, I, I know it. I can count. I absolutely know there, unless something dramatic were to happen that, that does not appear to be in the offering – uh, the city council will approve Marty Smalls' gambit, his scheme, to give the Carnegie Library this pristine, perfect. And I'll tell you what. Somebody ought to get in there and and videotape the entire property today. Interior and exterior. And let's go film it in five years. Put that in your tickler file. Let's see what the place looks like in five years. I I am predicting... Uh, that it won't, for some reason, I don't know, we'll wait and see, I don't think that it will be the same in five years. Stockton University, they did such a great job, such a tremendous job uh, with, with managing the property, upkeep. I don't think it's going to be the same. Shame, isn't it? All right, so we're done for January 6th for now. They they really don't deserve uh, our time. Yesterday was a pretty interesting day because Kamala Harris really is, she is just a human gaffe machine. She's just terrible. She's as bad as Biden. So she said something that was probably fine, but then she went back to do a a cleanup on aisle six and then created a whole controversy. We're living in such treacherous times that Harris just couldn't say unambiguously, uh, President Biden is running for reelection and I will be his running mate. That's all you have to say. She really does need Harry Hurley life coach. I would say that's all you say. Because what are they going to say after that? But but are you are you going to run? No, no I, I just said to you, President Biden is running for re-election in 2024, and I will be his running mate. I'm running for re-election as vice president. But she went and said something that that made it all messed up, like he might not run and she would run. Or it's just I because she can't handle that. Gavin Newsom and probably uh, Buta Judge and others are lining up. How about Buta Judge, this guy that was a terrible mayor, an awful candidate for president? Biden gives him charity, gives him a cabinet post. He disappeared for like two months and nobody even knew he was off. And this guy's on American apparatus flying. And acting like he's a candidate for president. I mean, these people are just, they are just ridiculous. So to the vice president, all you had to say was, President Biden is running for re-election. And I know he's not. The Democrats don't want him. Nobody wants him to run. Which is driving him crazy. And now Democrats even themselves are coming out and saying it. Everything about this presidency is so Jimmy Carter-esque. Remember, Jimmy Carter had President, I'm sorry, not President, Senator Kennedy run against him. That was very damaging to his candidacy against Ronald Reagan by having that primary. He dispatched Ted Kennedy, but it was bad for business. Now, what could happen The whatever you want to call it, law of unintended consequences or just when you push someone too far, too much, then sometimes you get the exact result you don't want. I think perhaps if they would leave him alone, he would come to his own conclusion here. But when you're the president and you're a little more than a year and a half, not even, into your first term and you've got people in your own party saying that you can't run you shouldn't run that will probably push him plus I think he has a spouse that is incredibly ambitious isn't that a a nice way to put it so Biden may run I want him to run now look that's at two levels. Let me let me let me break that. In fact, I'll break this down after the break. I I don't want him to run, but I don't mean that politically. I'll explain when we come back. I mean that compassionately, and I'll explain why why I both don't want him to run. Then, if you take out the um, human resource compassionate aspect of it why politically I would love him to run I'll explain in just a few minutes thanks for waking up early in the morning we'll be back don't go away Craig Calloway uh for the hour Steve Young for the first segment John Zarek at eight and Joanne Daly who is now the reigning defending champion of the world my Michael Buffer uh early in the morning charity golf open champion Joanne Daly lost a four-way tiebreaker one year ago and therefore some dominated. Nobody else was in the 50s. The defending champions actually shot a 63. Still a great score. You're talking about a par 71. So they were still eight under. But they were a full five strokes back of the team that they tied last year but defeated on a tiebreaker joanne daly we'll talk real estate in today's final hour and can you believe that that will head us in basically because tomorrow begins it into the july 4th weekend and that half the year is over Whew. told you it was going to go quick as horrible as this biden presidency has been it's flying by you would think it sounds almost uh Counter to what you would expect because usually when something is just horrifically bad, you think of it as like a marathon, it just won't end. Looking at your watch, and you can, it won't even click one second. What's going on here? It's like time is standing still. Not at all. Flying by.
0: This is early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. It's Hurley in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Thank you. Ten minutes before the top of the hour. So here's my rationale, and I think many of you will join with me on this. If we're just approaching this at a human level, decent level, nothing at all to do with politics or any of that slime, I don't want Joe Biden to run. I didn't want Joe Biden to run the first time. I, I, I am so clearly on the record saying that he lacks the mental acuity. The, the media knew it as well, but they hate Donald Trump so much. And the Democrats had such a weak field that they looked at the Biden resume, two-term vice president. Remember, until Obama picked him to be his vice president, Joe Biden was a perennial loser. This is when he was, he was always wrong, but he was much sharper. Now, I mean, it's not there. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying. Did you see the one shot? Now, I don't know if you followed this, but while he was away and he's coming back tonight. So while he was on this uh, foreign policy tour, they shut him down for a whole day. He was not seen for an entire day that That should just concern the Dickens out of everybody, but the media again they, they it's the Biden protection program. but did you see the one video that they had where Biden was he had that vacuous look, just completely vacant stare, didn't know what was going on. He seems to turn in circles when he's in this confused state. You may remember when he finished speaking. And he turned and did a full 360, so he spun in a circle, and then he went to his right and he put his hand out because he, I'm telling you, if you know anything about what he's going through, hallucinations are part of it. I know this sounds like, God rest his soul, Art Bell, like crazy talk. You know, what are you going to talk about now that? Biden's an alien that he sees aliens. Listen, I'm telling you the truth. I, I have a knack for studying things, typically being ahead of the curve. And it was so apparent to me that there was a mental acuity issue. And hey, maybe, you know what, let me let me credit my daughter as well. My daughter is a what well, she's an infectious disease nurse manager now, and she cares for uh, hundreds Oh, seniors, Many, many that are dealing with acuity issues. I'm, I'm very, I've been to the um, facilities that Lauren has worked at. I've been to some of the other facilities. And I, and, I, and I think we all can use the expression, even if I can't describe it, I know it when I see it. You know what I'm talking about. You know it's true. The national media knows it's true. And they have been so blatantly dishonest. Someday, the entire truth is going to come out about what they did and why he disappears three days at a time before a major speech or a debate. I mean, come on. It's all there. So the, the, the very compassionate side of my personality I don't want him to run. It's an, it's it's embarrassing. It's it's painful. It and it is. It is elder abuse. This is terrible. What people that that should know better and and do better are allowing to go on. And so we have to live this life for what? 4 years we have to live this life of daily lies of of trying to explain what we just saw that you didn't really see it. The Easter bunny waving off the president of the United States. Go look at that video. The president of the United States is speaking to Americans. And the Easter bunny comes in waving her arms. I knew it was a female staffer. I could just something about it. I could just tell Uh, waving the arms back and forth over over the Easter bunny's head like like he you got to go and then pushing him away this is incredible that this is going on stuff like this constantly going on so i don't want him to run now if you take out decency compassion everything that we should in our personality traits really be all about and you just look at this thing politically It would be fantastic if he ran. Because can you imagine, you know how this thing goes. Go back a year and a half, two years ago, two and a half years ago when he was campaigning. He was much better then than he is now. And he was terrible then. So it's going to continue because it doesn't get better. Just got a Fox News alert about a woman pushing a baby stroller killed in New York City. Um, I'll look at that during the top of the hour break. But it's it's only going to get worse. And that particular election of 2020, you could get away with something like this. There was never an election in American history where the major party nominee... Could get away with being so absent. Hiding out in the basement and occasionally leaving to go to Delaware and, and, and once in a while to Pennsylvania. That was the whole routine. That's another thing about what he's dealing with. And again, I'm not qualified to say if he has dementia, if he has Alzheimer's, what he has. I don't know. But I know I know That he has a mental acuity problem. I know that. And so does everybody. And they're just lying. Acts of omission, acts of commission. Remember how you had all these doctors that would come on and diagnose Trump? I mean, are you kidding me? Not one person ever says, not one doctor ever says, look at this. This is what I do for a living. Look at this. This is incredible. What we're allowing to go on. And I guess people are afraid to say anything. Who knows? Afraid they're going to get harassed, uh, targeted, uh, locked up, harassed in other ways. Who knows? But I know something's not right. And I know a year and a half from now, it's going to be a lot worse than it is now. I don't think there's, at some point, it won't be able. I mean, I read you the cue card yesterday or the day before. It might take me a moment to find in my phone. But it told him, you sit down. You stand up and leave. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And these are all printed. Now, you know that means that they know that something is radically wrong. You see what I'm saying? They, of course they know because they're making these cheat cards and I did find it. It's an offshore wind event and it says, you, in all capital letters, enter the Roosevelt Room and say hello to participants. You, and there's little bullet items, there's a little dot next to each one of these. You, take your seat all capitals. You give brief comments. The only thing on this card that I don't have a problem with, it says you ask Liz Schuler, president AFL CIO, a question and note that Liz is joining virtually. I have no problem with that because that's helpful for the president. If the president didn't have a mental acuity problem, then it says you thank the participants and you depart. He needs a card to tell him what he's doing next. Do you remember the day he actually, in a press conference, was reading his answers because they were all in cahoots?
0: WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3, Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Craig Calloway. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground. To the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. A beautiful thing. studios of Town Square Media in Northfield. It's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It
1: is six minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. All right, in the first segment... We will, be, we will be joined by Craig Holloway, the former Atlantic City Council president, and by the National Action Network, South Jersey Chapter President Steve Young. And we're going to be talking about this Carnegie Library, or when Stockton took it over, it became the Carnegie Center uh, scheme, because we did a lot of work on this. You can check some of it out on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, and also uh, on the... Um, uh, the website. If you navigate through the WPGtalkradio.com dot com website, either way, the content is there. We have learned, we have confirmed that the budget is on the agenda for tonight, and it is going to pass. So Marty Small is getting everything he wants, including all these raises, including a forty. Guy just got a forty thousand dollar raise, and he's taking another forty five hundred. This is just unbelievable. What happened to people like Langford and Guardian who said, hey, you know, things are tough. I'm not taking a raise. This guy's got 40. This is the worst mayor in recent memory. And this guy's getting a 45,000. I think it's 200 or something. I'll look it up. But it's a little more than 4,500. His raise. $45,000 raise in less than two years. That's amazing. Amazing. And abusive to the taxpayers. So joining us now, Craig Calloway, he'll be with us for the full hour. Steve is going to be with us for the first segment. So we're going to give Steve a lot of opportunity to comment in this segment. Steve, welcome to you as well. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. morning. So let me pose the first question to Steve. uh, And Craig, we'll have plenty of time during the hour for you to be heard on this and other matters that we're going to be talking about beyond just the um, Carnegie Center scheme I am big time opposed to this and I and I'm not of the camp that because it's Marty Smalls idea that I'm automatically opposed to it. I don't you you both know me. I don't play like that. This building is pristine. It is multimillion dollars in value. There could be such, I believe, an elegant um, purpose that actually, who knows, could become a revenue stream if they got creative or be used for some city purpose, uh, but to give someone this building, this pristine building that was uh, bequeathed by the late great iconic Andrew Carnegie, to just give this away for a dollar a year for five day for five years, I think it's disgraceful. Now, Steve Young, I'm not asking you to join with with my. Um, highly critical comment because in our interview you you have been very measured and very professional in your comments but we have learned we have confirmed this item is on the agenda there was some confusion yesterday as to whether this was even going to be on the agenda it is on the agenda and it has the votes to pass and it is going to pass tonight steve young your comment about this
6: yeah, First, I want, I want to say I'm um, putting all the titles to the side. I'm calling as a, a resident of Atlantic City and someone that's been on the front line when it comes to uh, you know, women and children and protecting our community and, and talking truth to power. Um, so I just want to, want to say that, you know, this is uh, something that uh, we, we've been trying to, the community uh, has been trying to get some answers to what is actually going on and we've we've received uh, some some serious allegations when it comes to this issue, and it's almost like a conspiracy theory. So we we're we're definitely want to make the community let the community be aware of what we, know, we and, know.
1: And Steve, I think this is a really good point because the only people that really know are who they want to know. Uh, I know Craig Calloway is very well aware of this. There are photos of meetings that took place uh, in the past. This, this this thing has been in the works uh, for a while now, and promises were made. I've spoken to some people off the record that are voting a certain way tonight because they gave their word that they're going to vote that way. I don't believe they want to vote that way now that this has played out. Interestingly, Steve, even you come into play because some of these promises were made at the time of all that other controversy that was going on when you were voted off your board and chairman uh, position. You actually you were the beginning of this small strategy of taking out whoever they want to take out. They took you out to take Devlin out. They took Warren Massey out. I mean, they um, I it's, it's like it's a dictatorship. You, you don't need to know. You want to know and other people want to know. But you don't need to know in their world. The only people that need to know are who they want to know.
6: And 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 this goes all the way up from the governor's office on down, and and this is uh, because CRDA uh, gave uh, the, this uh, Reverend Botley uh, and and this group over seven hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So why did uh, uh, and the grant? So how why did they have to uh, he come in here and and, and getting something for a dollar? And other organizations has been here for years on the front line and and, and actually doing things in the community. So, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, is this uh, money to keep quiet and, and hush money or, or, or to quiet other people down? Uh, this is how the system uh, uses people. Uh, uh, retaliation, threats, uh, uh, trying to get rid of people because they're they ex- they exposing what the corruption and, and, and hypocrisy of not being fair and equal. It's about being fair and equal right now. This is not... Uh, A a, a, a good opportunity for everybody.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of you have a beautiful building like this. The grounds are like like a PGA tour uh, course. I mean, it's just absolutely immaculate in every way. I believe that should have a best use purpose. And I don't know what the purpose is even going to be. Craig, what are your thoughts about this?
7: Well, Harry, you know I'm a, a major uh, um, advocate for home rule, and um, I think that it is a it's a disgrace. The Carnegie uh, family, Andrew Carnegie, that that beautiful piece of property on uh, Martin Luther King and Pacific Avenue, was given to the people of Atlantic City. True, and exclusively, it didn't. It said it was a, it's for the people of Atlantic City. And the purposes and, uh, uh, for that library, as it was, was to serve the people of Atlantic City. And and, and with with no exception. And there's no way that um, the people, you know, people from Newark should have our library, our beautiful building, for five years. Not even for five seconds, they shouldn't have it.
1: This five for- years for five dollars. Yeah, yes it's a, it's a, that's a disgrace harry um it's un- well, while they, while they pay 500,000 a year it's even a little more than 500,000 a year to rent board of education space how crazy is all this
7: it is it is it is outrageous harry and 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 it's not because you know my dislike uh, for marty i wouldn't care who the mayor was if anyone uh any mayor proposed to give this away for a dollar uh a year for 5 years for um someone from north um to come here and 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 do this when we have local talent.
1: by the way what what is this going to be does anybody on this call know what this is going to be i've heard of this individual what is this building going to be used for that's a good question and we've been trying to find out that out. Uh,
6: we've been requesting meetings, uh, no meetings at all. Instead, uh, uh, this, uh, this person has been coming down here, meeting with the council uh, vice president and, and the president of the NAACP, Kaleem Shabazz, uh, Reverend Days through Lit. Uh, They've started another man chapter to call in Atlantic City just to go around me now. They've been meeting with the mayor, Jingoli uh, from Hot Rock. I mean this is very deep how you go around the people uh, and, and have these meetings and, and don't have the people that that's using the brand name of name and and that's what's very serious
4: about
1: this. Now let me ask you this will will Reverend Sharpton allow you to be usurped like this? How's that going to play? That's a good
6: question and uh, uh, you know time time will tell. And, and 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 what we're saying is that you know it's about right and transparency. Why would you go around chapter members? Not because the chapter chapter members are saying
1: this. The the, uh, the irony though, and you know I like him, but boy, he he makes it tough sometimes. Uh, we go way back, and I know all three, all, all of us can say that uh, Steve and Craig and myself. Kaleem Shabazz is so conflicted these days. He really should stop being the um, I, I forget if it's president or chairman of the Atlantic chapter of the NAACP because he's just conflicted all over the place. Uh, and there was an issue not long ago where I brought this up as well. I think it comes up again here because he's going to vote yes tonight. I guarantee you he is voting yes tonight on this application. This is before really anybody knows about it. If they're a reader of mine, then they read yesterday our breaking news on this topic about the fact that it will be on the agenda and that the votes are there to pass it. The, most people, many people will find out after it's already done. That's not the way you do business.
7: That's correct.
6: Well, that's the way they've been doing it. And it's almost like, uh, you know, just stay quiet and, and just put it up, put it up there. Uh, we, we're not going to have nobody say anything. They have this new chapter that said this guy Ambrose Gray that goes to Second Baptist Church is the new president of the Lang City chapter of man. I mean, I, we haven't even met them, I asked to meet them, you know what I mean?
1: Once so you're the you are the president of NAN, which is National Action Network, South Jersey chapter, correct?
6: Right. Includes Atlantic City yes. for over 30 years. Yeah. Atlantic, Pleasantville, Atlantic County, you name it. And we've been very uh, uh, active in, in what we're doing towards following and showing with Dr. Martin Luther King and kicking up that torch with Dr. Martin Luther King about fairness for human rights for the voiceless.
1: And that's all we've been standing for. Wow, so this, there is a lot. This onion is causing my eyes to water now. Uh, I get it now. This this is a new rogue uh, organization moving in that certain potentates are going to honor them and try to push you aside, it sounds like, Steve.
6: Absolutely. And it goes all the way back to, to when you're trying to get me off the planning the board to keep me quiet, trying to get me off these volunteer boards, to, to civilian advisory
1: boards. Well, I'm a big I'm a big fan of good order. And it would seem to me when there's a South Jersey chapter that already includes Atlantic City for 30 years, if there was ever going to be if you ever got to the point where you said Atlantic City is just so important, it's so, so big, we, we, we want to have a local chapter. Good order would say that that would be authorized by the South Jersey chapter of the National Action Network. But it's not. This is the tail wagging the dog, it looks like.
6: Yeah, you would have to, you know, you want to control the people. uh, uh, And and we did some some researchers came to us. Not that we were looking for that the nan tech world in in Newark has not, uh, you know, the, the record track record of that is not too well. Uh, People been going out speaking about it and saying, "Listen, this is a scam up there." So, so, so we're uh, through through uh, a Reverend Botley and whatnot. So, these are allegations that we've been hearing, and and it's starting to come to us. Even allegations of 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 him using the Dan Tech world to uh, uh, um, to uh, abuse a a, a woman uh, and and so forth. There's a letter from a black minister. We're finding out.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I actually had a copy of that provided to me last night, so there there. There are a lot of issues here. It certainly should cause council to pause, but they're not going to. They're they're right now, functionary order takers uh, for this small gang, and it's really bad. and And really, we're at a point where if Marty Small wants it, then the people of Atlantic City shouldn't want it. His agenda is not in keeping. I mean, you, you've got the the NAACP National Convention coming in, and Marty Small spent a, a good portion of the last several months knocking out a long time African American restaurant tour uh, that I believe would have been fantastic during the National NAACP Convention. Marty really is he's in, on a bad course right now, and and this this is just par for the course. It's very sad, Steve. I'm I'm late for the break. I've got to go. Uh, to be continued, and and I hope you go to the meeting tonight, uh, but the votes are already there. I think no matter what anybody says, uh, they're voting for this tonight, and uh, I think it's a, it's a shameful vote, totally indefensible, shameful vote, especially when there's a lot of questions. Like, what is this? What the hell is this? What is this space going to be used for? Who is using this space? Who are they? And let's look at who these folks are and, and put a little scrutiny to this thing. Before you hand over a multi-million-dollar, pristine, elegant, legacy building uh, to to somebody from Newark, that either nobody knows or what everybody has heard isn't very positive. I don't have time to tell you right now. The fifty pages of documents—that's five zero—the fifty pages of documents that I have, with with incredibly explosive allegations. Council should not vote tonight on this. This this item should be tabled till everybody learns what's going on here. Craig, we'll give you an opportunity to comment and then we'll cover additional ground as well as we continue. Here's my friend, Sean Hannity.
3: Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. You know, Secret Service now claims Liz Cheney, the committee never checked with him on this claim. So she's not even a witness to this. And the people and the person, she says, told him, uh, says, no, I'll testify that that's not the case. Secret Service agent will testify that's not the case. Just like the witnesses that were there when Trump authorized the National Guard, they're not being called in. Then Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowser had the option to call up the guard. They didn't bring them in. They didn't bring the sergeant at arms in. The Capitol Police chief that requested National Guard troops himself again and again and again and again, they've not been brought in because it doesn't fit their predetermined outcome and narrative. This this, This is beyond anything I've ever seen in my life. The corruption stinks to high heaven. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here.
8: Listen, the last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to call GoldCo at 855-815-GOLD. Because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, but as a Sean Hannity listener, you could get $10,000 or more in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity. And that's why I want you to call, again, Goldco at 855-815-GOLD. That's Gold Co. 855-815-GOLD. Don't miss out. Check them out
1: today.
0: Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: It is 26 minutes past the hour. We ran a little bit long, so we've got a mini-segment here, and then we'll be fully caught up during the bottom of the hour break, and we'll have the full second half of this hour because we're going to be covering some additional issues uh, that I believe you will be very interested in. And we'll get to that in 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 due time during this uh hour with former Atlantic City Council President Craig Calloway. Uh, During the commercial break, I spoke with Atlantic City Councilman Bruce Weeks and let me tell you something. This guy is stand-up. He he is a good man. I'm just starting to get to know him and everything I know I like. Elegant man, honest man. Uh, He he can't be bullied. Uh, He's unbought. He's unbossed. And we need more of that because I'm telling you, there are some functionary order takers right now. They're actually afraid of Marty Small, which I think is hysterical. I mean, Craig, you you know that 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 you know what I'm talking about there. Marty, Marty's big, but he's very small. He's not a tough guy. He he pretends to be a tough guy. I'm not lying when I say that, am I, Craig?
7: No, you're not. You're right on point. He's
1: like the Michelin uh, Mr. Marshmallow man. Just trust me when I when I say that. When when they act big, they're actually small. It's the quiet ones that can kick your ass, not the loudmouths. They're usually nothing but bark. So Bruce Weeks told me that he will not be voting for this Carnegie Center giveaway, that he will be speaking up against it at tonight's meeting, and that he's already done so in meetings uh, that he has had on the topic. Uh, so that's interesting. And he I believe he continues to distinguish himself, Craig.
7: Yes. And that is good for you know, the residents of Atlantic City because uh, unfortunately the marshmallow man, uh Marty Small, he that's that's how tough he is, how soft he is, he's softer than marshmallow, um, you know, bullies these uh cowards on the city council. Yeah, they're afraid. They, they're actually afraid. You know, I think it's oh, hysterical. Absolutely.
1: I said, and "What are you so, afraid of? Is, what are you? You're is, afraid. Because, what are you afraid of? Are you kidding me? You're afraid. What are you afraid of?"
7: Harry, he owns them and he has things uh, on them, and this is what he. This is how is his leverage. Uh, it's a group of cowards on that on that uh, governing body, and that is not good when you have the governing body uh, not representing uh, the the, the residents of Atlanta City.
1: It's supposed to be a check and balance. And that's what city council is supposed to do. Um, By the way, can you believe that Marty Small, the job he has done, can you believe he's getting another $4,500 raise starting tomorrow?
7: That's unbelievable, Harry. Um, The the questions that need to be asked from the people of Atlantic City. By the way,
1: uh, we can have the council meeting right now. Uh, I'm calling into session the Atlantic City Council meeting. The budget has passed. And the Carnegie Library giveaway has happened. Now, Craig, nobody even has to go um, because it is a waste of time. You could maybe do the virtual thing and not have to, you know, waste your time traveling uh, or go or go to the meeting. But it's already over. How disgusting is it that this stuff is over before anyone even knows what hits them?
7: It's, it's, it is disgusting. Uh, Marty owns the majority of City Council. Uh, literally owns them, and they will do what they are told, and sometimes they'll, they'll boot, try, attempt to vote their conscience, and then he reminds them, how dare you go against me? Uh, I own you. I'll pull the rug from underneath you. I'll destroy you. I'll take away what I have given you. And then they fall right in line.
1: And he's got, in less than two years, $44,500 salary increase, which, remember, Langford, Guardian, none of them took raises because they knew the tight spot, uh, that the city was in. And look, the city's still in a tight spot. As you know, there aren't enough public safety officers that 45,000 that he's taking, uh, 45, five to be exact, or 44, five, uh, that, that could large Well, that I was going to say largely that could fund, uh, a new policeman, a new fireman with fringe benefits. I mean, uh, in, in year one, step one, that's the kind of leadership you're supposed to have, but this guy—he's in for everything he can grab. He goes for.
7: Unbelievable, Harry, and but the chickens will come home the roost. It's not going to. This this thing will not stand. It cannot stand. It's going eventually. It's going to
1: burst. Craig, much more after the break. It's 31 minutes past the hour with former Atlantic City councilman. Craig, uh, Councilman and former Council President Craig Calloway, I am early in the morning. We'll be right back. Uh, what we're going to be talking about next, listen closely, because other than my reporting, th- no one has covered this issue. No one else has covered it. Not one drop of ink has been, been spent on the story. No digital, uh, no on air, no coverage whatsoever news blackout i think craig knows what i'm talking about you will all know what we're talking about next
4: this is the town square new jersey info and weather network it's 31
1: minutes past the hour i'm harry hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our wpg talk radio 95.5 app senator vince palestina has chosen principle over partisan politics i have the story check it out it's all truth Final disposition, final discipline meted to the absecan deputy fire chief, Dale Conover, a disgraceful handling of the situation. And Atlantic City Council is poised to approve the budget and a one dollar per year, five year giveaway tonight. From the Town
5: Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. The 4th of July holiday weekend forecast is a big one. We're trying hard to zero in on exactly when it'll rain and when it won't. The biggest risk to your outdoor activities, including fireworks, will be on Saturday. Sunny and dry today. Very warm inland. High 88 degrees. Clear and mild tonight. Low of 70. Hot, humid, and breezy tomorrow. Partly sunny and 92. Watch for a couple rounds of storms on Saturday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today.
4: Do you have questions community living? WPG Talk Radio 95.5
3: South Jersey's talk station.
0: From the world's playground this is hurley in the morning on wpg talk radio 95.5
1: thank you welcome back 35 minutes past the hour with craig calloway i'm hurley in the morning this is wpg talk radio 95.5 south jersey's number one talk station all because of you and we thank you for it craig i'm going to just turn it over to you i i am briefed on this i understand the issue i've written several pieces uh on our digital platform about it that you're aware of i know Uh, And for most people, other than if they're a listener or a reader of this program, they'd have no idea that certain criminal charges have been filed against certain people. And it's basically uh, a news blackout, almost appears to be conspiratorial to block it out. Uh, And there were proceedings that you thought would be taking place that not only didn't take place, it's almost like they were erased with a magic eraser, like they don't even exist. So enlighten our listeners as though they don't know the first thing about this to what we're talking about, uh, cryptically here.
7: Yes. Harry, there, uh, was criminal complaints signed against 13, um, uh, individuals, uh, from, uh, elected officials on the, uh, uh, Atlantic city board of Education and administrators. Uh, the board attorney, uh, Tracy Riley, um, also, the state monitor uh, Mars, and there was an uh an arraignment schedule on uh the indictable offense on on these thirteen individuals, and it was scheduled for uh the twenty eighth of June at ten a m so uh, uh, myself and another person we we went out to bays landing uh for this arraignment, and when we get there. Um, th- th- no one was there. Um, and when we checked, uh, with the, um, with the, with the clerk uh, of the court, there was no information on it at all. Then we were sent to the prosecutor's office. We spoke to two detectives. Um, they did all the research that they could, you know, uh, try to find it. There was no, um, there was no paperwork. There, were, there wasn't anything. They knew absolutely nothing about it. Uh, so, basically, it was sat on.
1: By the way, this is all Atlantic City people. Marty Small, uh, I think Laquetta Small, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I have the list in the articles that I've written about it, but I haven't looked at it recently. Uh, wouldn't that immediately trigger that this would all go to a conflict court?
7: Oh, absolutely. And not only the uh, conflict court, but there, there's an indictable offense mm-hmm. on one of these. And so, therefore, it had to go to um, Maysland and to the uh, Superior
1: Court, um, which would, which is fine. So, what what do you believe that this? I mean, anything's possible here. This could be some kind of administrative accident, uh, mistake, uh, on purpose, just losing the um, you know the, the 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 docket numbers or whatever, uh, purposely not putting them on. To be heard, I mean there's a lot of possibilities here. What does your experience in this matter tell you is afoot here what's going on?
7: Yes, some the smell Harry, is obvious um but uh but how do you make
1: how do you make charges disappear? The charges were uh accepted correct
7: yes they were they were accepted i think in my opinion i think um orders were were given and they and they, and they and they uh followed the orders. And they just sat them there.
1: But wouldn't you still, even if the fix is in, and look, we've seen it. I mean, there's a former elected official that got some cushy deal in Cape May County. The whole thing was a whitewash. The media purposely never covered it. I mean, I could tell people stories that would would boil your blood and curl your toes. But even if you want to fix the deal here, you got to at least have a judge dismiss it all, right? Right. Well, that's
7: probably one of the things they are attempting to do, but it's not going to stand. These are this is these are major. This is a major case. These are major charges against administrators and top officials in the city of Atlantic City School District.
1: Yeah, you are you are alleging or the people, I should say, are alleging because there's a number of people that have filed these complaints. I forget if it's 11 people or whatever it is. Again, I would tell you, just click on my picture on your app or on the website. Go back in the archives a little bit and check out the stories about these charges. But these are charges about people that the people that have filed the complaints believe had knowledge that not a child, but children were being abused and that they took no action, correct?
7: That is 100% correct. And this is major, is not about jaywalking. This is about children's uh, uh, innocence being uh, just ripped out of their, 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 their being. And these people knew about it and they didn't do anything to protect the children. And they must be held accountable.
1: So when you thought the other day, I forget which day it was, but earlier this week, you thought it was arraignment day because you had a date, you had docket numbers, and then all of a sudden nothing, nothing happened. Uh, where do you when something like invisible ink just disappears? Wait a minute, I signed the document. Well, no, there's nothing here. The ink disappeared. I mean, where does this stand right now,
7: uh, uh, Harry? I, I I I'm going to one thing that I'm going to do. I'm going to give the uh, the new uh, newly appointed uh, prosecutor uh, the time uh, because this was happened before he became his tenure started, and I'm quite sure he is not going to stand for this this is a disgrace
1: well here's what I will tell you our new prosecutor is uncorruptible he is incredibly honest he is very very experienced so if if there is something here uh, he won't just let it I, I don't speak for him but I will on this occasion uh, I don't know how this will be I, I tend to believe that uh, there's so many powerful people involved here that somebody's going to get a favor done somehow some way but it won't be because our Atlanta County prosecutor is corrupt because he's not.
7: Right. I, I, Harry, I you know, um, like I said, I want to give him the opportunity. I believe uh, what you said is true. And he's the chief law enforcement officer in Atlantic County. Uh, he reports to the attorney general of the state in New Jersey. And there are, are, are laws that must be enforced. And when a crime is, is committed, their justice must be done. And this is what we are attempting to do, to have justice for the children and the citizens of Atlantic City. And we want accountability, and this is why we filed these charges um, against these people on behalf of the children of Atlantic City, on behalf of the children of Atlantic County, because as a result of them not um, taking care of this and reporting this, this this monster was allowed to uh, take his uh, his own, his skills all across Atlantic County and harm other children all across Atlantic County. So they let this animal loose, uh, turned him loose and, 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 and let him go on all throughout Atlantic County and have his way uh, uh, with, with other children.
1: Craig, we're taking a brief time out, then we'll be uninterrupted until the top of the hour. Ponder this during the two and a half minute break and then we'll address it when we come back. I understand that there is a significant number of parents, if I'm not mistaken, and and I haven't looked at my notes in probably a couple of weeks on this, um, that something like 11 different moms are poised to step forward and present allegations because all anybody knows right now is child number one and what happened to child number one and what Cayenne Frazier admitted to and was convicted of after his confession, his admission uh, to his crime. But I understand there's something like 11 moms in line. Craig, I wanna know if you can comment about that when we come back and, and if that's the case, uh, this isn't just, and, and look, one child, this is unacceptable and where this happened and who this person is aligned with and related to and what they knew and when they knew it. And statements I've been told they have made. I mean, this is so bad. It's so bad that it's, it's stunning to me that this has remained as bottled up as it has. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away with Craig Calloway. I am early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station.
3: Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now, back to Harry Hurley on
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean. 47 minutes past the hour with Craig Calloway. We left you with a cliffhanger. Craig, it's my understanding I might be wrong about the number, but I'm not wrong uh, in the spirit of the comment, and that is that there is a rather long list of moms, should I just say parents, to, to, to be... Um, inclusive about it but I think it's mostly moms I've been told that are lining up to uh, have their day because of things that they allege have happened to their children is that correct
7: yes moms and grandmoms as well and Harry and this is what they are trying to do they're trying to frustrate the people people already think that you know uh, this thing is just gonna be swept under the rug and then and when you know this incident just took place um, where the arraignment uh, didn't happen and the charges were went out in the cloud somewhere in Atlantic City, um, you know that that is something that um, frustrates people and and deters them from wanting to um, uh, hold these people accountable. Right,
1: because they feel like oh my God, the system's just rigged. I mean, even when you get charges filed, they make them disappear. By the way when you thought that the other day there would be the arraignment and it didn't take place and not only it wasn't like it just got postponed or it's getting moved to a conflict court, you know, something that would be transparent in nature, acknowledging that these charges were filed and that they're real and that they exist. Just nothing happened. Like, like, like ether, it just disappeared into the, into the Netherlands. Uh, did anybody say, Hey, you're right. You got a docket number there. There there was something scheduled. Uh, is anybody owning this,
7: Harry? No, because the prosecutor's office uh, in Mays Land in the county, they they never got the complaint. They never got them. They have, the, the Atlantic City never sent it over to them. There was no record of it. it was anything this the the,
1: the case number? Um, so are they going to go get it?
7: Yeah, they're going to get it because now they have they actually have the. Um, the case number. The, pro- the prosecutor's office has the case number because. So
1: so so for right now, I get it now. These charges were filed locally because that's what you're supposed to do. Then, because of one of the charges, it becomes a matter that has to, that ris- rises to the level of the superior court. So it's no longer something that's going to be uh, taken care of at the municipal level. But the charges are filed at the municipal level. They the the city of Atlantic City never sent it to the Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office. That's correct. Okay, I get it now. That's exactly what it is. So they were, I guess, thinking, well, oh, we'll just kick the can. These people aren't going to go away. They know who's involved here, so they know they can't get away with it, but they can push it, you know, a little further down the road. I don't think they thought they were gonna get away with this forever. Hey ah, ha 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 We'll take your complaint and then we'll just sit on it forever. It's in a file cabinet. You know, maybe we'll lose it even. So you do believe that this will um this will be taken up in the way that it's supposed to?
7: Yes, I do, Harry, and I I, I would hope that um the prosecutor just takes jurisdiction because they can. Um even even on the municipal charges, they are they can they can um have one of the um, superior court judges can sit on that, at, you know, even on the minutes. They have they have the power. They have the jurisdiction uh, to, to you know to do it. Uh, and I, I would really hope that they would do that because it is just it's just too corrupt. I'm I'm just concerned about any even conflict judge um, to to hear because these uh, conflict judges are you know they 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 have contracts with the city of Atlanta City. And there was a case, the other case, when when, when Marty Small threatened uh, my life, and um, and he um, he assaulted Deion Garland. The case was dismissed, and we never were notified. Uh, there was no hearing. Wow, uh, Judge Franklin Royal from Pleasantville just dismissed the, the the case, and that was the end of the story. There was there was, there was nothing done. So I'm concerned again that um, that you know it is major corruption. And uh, um, in, in, in these municipal with these municipal court judges. How,
1: uh, how many? How many children would you say? I don't. I don't expect you to know the exact number, but maybe a, a roundabout guesstimate. How many? Cho- how many local children have been sexually abused in the manner that child number one was abused?
7: But right, I, I, I would say it's in in uh, double digits, Harry. Wow, it's in double digits. That I, that I know of, and there are uh, a lot of uh, parents of children who also um, want to know because he had contact with a lot of children uh, with and his uh, a job with DCPMP as well as a, a substitute teacher at Pennsylvania Avenue School under the administration of LaQuetta Small.
1: Mm.
7: It's outrageous.
1: At every turn, it's I mean, they're, they're just at every window. You go to the next window, they're at that window. Then you want to go to the complaint department, and they roll up the window, and it's them again. I mean, it's like it's like a monster movie.
7: I never going. We are never going to quit. We're going to, until there is justice for the uh, for the children and the citizens of uh, Atlantic City, Atlantic County. We're not going to stop what this monster did, and he was allowed to do. To our children is unacceptable and we are not we're going to pursue this as long as I know I will be involved as long as I have breath in my body I will not allow this to go uh unaccountable I'll
1: tell you this is going to cost the Atlantic City Board of Education which means the taxpayers and I guess some of it may extend even further to, to the city side of things because of you know the obvious associations here uh this is going to be very expensive not to mention that's financial, and and that's a shame, and and all that. But it's priceless. The children who have had their innocence stolen. Yeah, and Harry, this- think how messed up they're going to be for the rest of their lives. They might not be able to have normal relationships because they've been been damaged. This is this is very serious, and any adults. That are a part of this conspiracy to mitigate, to cover up, to squash anyone that's trying to come forward to seek justice. They, 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 they should burn in hell. Yes, yes,
7: Harry, I agree. And uh, unfortunately, as you was talking about, money is not going to cure what happened to these children. Um, yes, you know, it, it, we want justice, but it's not. A, it's not about money. We want these individuals held accountable because. You know these child victims, um, and there will be probably some that will become uh, perpetrators themselves because they didn't get the counseling, they didn't get the help yeah. uh, to you know decided to
1: uh, you know mitigate. Craig, things. why is this system that has so many checks and balances? I mean, for example, how did Cayenne Frazier ever get from you know having to leave the Atlantic City Board of Education from his substitute teaching uh, duties to to then have a state job where he would have, have access to um, to children with disabilities even. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. So many people failed the children and their families here.
7: Yes. It's, 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 how can you imagine what's going on? You know, it's, it's, uh, uh, children um, uh, having problems with parents across uh, Atlanta County, and you had a, a transporter who was is- – Transporting your children from point A to point B, and they transported is Kion Frazier, who had um, you know time by himself with children for hours. Can you imagine how what the what the parents are going through to find out that oh my God, this this guy had access to my child, my children, and that's exactly what took place. And no one has uh, uh, you know responded to to the parents who have attempted to find out what was going on over years now, no response from DCP from the attorney general's office, from the governor's office. Absolutely. They have just act like this has never existed. So they're protecting, they're
1: protecting certain Absolutely. people, right?
7: They're protecting themselves. That Murphy is protecting himself. The attorney general who was there at the time, the, the, um, the, you know the, the 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 guy that's in charge of um, the Department of Education, um, the the state monitor, the lawyer for the uh, for the Board of Education, administrators, all of them, all of them, they are trying their best to protect themselves instead of protecting the children. I'm
1: going to throw out a suggestion. It just just came to me listening to you speak, Craig. I believe if it's 11 moms slash grandmoms. I believe they should all get together, class action. They should get a very high-powered attorney, probably not from this area, because there's a, no no offense, but you know there's a lot of people that want to do work, and and it's not good to take a case like this. Uh, it's sad to it's sad. I want to throw up with what I'm saying right now, but everybody listening knows that that I know what I'm talking about here. They should get a very high-powered attorney from out of the area. And they should open up a can of whoop-ass on everybody that has been a part of this cover-up.
7: That's what it's going to take, Harry. And, and and you look at this case, it's similar to the Sandusky case that happened in Pennsylvania. Um, remember
1: remember know. how many years, you know, it bubbled up beneath the surface. Uh, and you're you're right about this analogy.
7: It's sad, Harry. But it's going to, you know, we're going to keep we're going to keep the, the pressure on them and, and we're going to just ratcheting it up and tighten it as, as tighter and tighter and tighter until we, this thing just bursts.
1: Let me, let me get your final minute on the vote that's going to take place tonight to, um, to give away the Carnegie Center, this beautiful, pristine, amazing building that I've been, I, it's inanimate, but I, I just, I'll say I love it. I just love everything about it. I love the architecture. I love the story. You, you, you I know you remember how much I fought Jim Whalen when he was trying to tear it down. Uh, and I, I led a public campaign to stop that. And Creta stepped up and it was it was awesome. And it was restored beautifully. 30 seconds, Craig. Council is going to give this away for a dollar a year, for five years to someone that really no one in this area other than Marty Small even seems to know.
7: It's a disgrace, Harry. Uh, it's unacceptable. Um, you couldn't go to North uh, Atlantic city and get a beautiful um, building like that. Um, but the people from North can come here and, and, and take our, our gift from the Carnegie family. And the, and the city council is going to approve it owned because they are owned they are owned by marty small and it's a disgrace
1: elections and, have consequences don't they absolutely they do all right to be and, continued and craig this, we're at the finish line the we'll talk okay thank you okay talk to care, you guys. soon craig calloway john Zarick joins us next it's halftime
0: wpgg atlantic city wenjhd hd3 millville a town square media station everything you need to know in six minutes starts now From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Thank you. It is six minutes past the hour. This is Smart Law with John Zarek presented by the law offices of John Zarek. John Zarek is the official and the exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense matters for the Hurley in the Morning program. The very focus, the foundation of the law offices of John Zarek is to provide you and yours in the realm of criminal defense law. That's what they do. And in my estimation, and nobody seems to challenge me on this, they are the best. They are the go-to team. They're the very best at what they do. I say that Accurately, They've earned it. They've earned their reputation. You can reach John at 609-641-2266 on the web at johnzarek.com. John's elegant last name is spelled Z-A-R-Y-C-H. Z-A-R-Y-C-H. John Zarek. There was a John Zarek sighting uh, last Friday at the 15th annual Hurley in the Morning Charity Golf Open. Uh, you, you were observed, John. I want you to know that. You were noticed.
9: I was, and I was with good company, too. I was uh, with brother, your brother, Don, and uh, we were making the rounds.
1: John, I have to say, I can't wear a hat. I, when I tell you I look so goofy in a hat, my father looks so good in a hat. John, you look so good in your hat. I'm not kidding you. You can wear a hat, man.
9: I know. I just can't. I'll just have to deal with it. Harry. I know, you know. I know. You I just can't do anything you, about
1: you it. You just can't control your, uh, you know, your greatness. But yeah, you. I mean, uh, go to go to my Facebook page, ladies and gentlemen. You will see. Uh, he he's not all hat no cattle. He's all hat and cattle. But it's it's an awesome look, John. It's not me. It's the hat. It's okay. the good hat. All right. said, I, know, I know you couldn't keep that going for even one more second during this segment saying anything that could possibly be braggadocia. Uh, I'm saying it, not you. You look really good in the hat. Uh, John, welcome to your program. Welcome to the second half almost of uh, 2022. 12 midnight tonight. We turn the page the whole first half of this year gone like that. Hasn't it gone quick?
9: Yeah. It goes quick. Life Jeez. goes quick. It surely does. It really does. So, actually, on the hat, uh, Stephanie uh, bought that hat for me in uh, a real cowboy store. You know, like like around here, we have some cowboy stores, but we don't really have cowboys, but we were out in Denver and uh, for a, a National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers seminar. I'm a member of that, and pretty active in that. And I, uh, I really, really enjoy, uh, being together with, uh, colleagues who, who do the work that I do because, you know, when you're, when you're, sometimes you can feel a bit isolated and, um, you feel like you're just one of the few doing, um, doing what you're doing and, and doing it the way you're doing it. But, but, um, that's a really serious crew, so it's good to. You, know, you have the same experience when you go to, when you go to New York to um, the Talkers Top Talkers One Hundred Convention. Yep, um, and you're around lots of people that, uh, that are doing what you're doing and and doing it the way you're doing it, and it's so uh, it's so good, so satisfying. So we were, uh, we try to go to those uh, events. And it's good to go to another city too, to, to just get out of the same atmosphere you're in and give you a new perspective and, and to talk to people. And the one thing you find out is, uh, you know, not, there, there's a lot of stuff to be known in criminal defense, but there's also a ton of stuff that's unknown, you know, that, that no one can know everything and, um, uh, it's, it's not the application of what, you know, that counts. It's, it's really how you fill in the blanks of, in the areas that you don't know, you know, how you become creative. Um, I had a, an experience many years ago, there was a New York seminar with, uh, Jerry Spence, mm. who was, uh, from Wyoming, a really, really great, uh, great defense lawyer he he did a lot of comp- he had a incredible number of, of big cases and uh, just a really wise guy and he it was he, he traveled the country teaching a lot and um, again guys like this that have been doing it a long time and are known as really great national attorneys they don't need they don't need more money, that's for sure, you know, because uh, a lot of them are just, you know, they've they've handled headline cases around the country and they don't need more money. And but they do it for the love of the profession and to share with other people. And so, you know, if you get in that professional environment and I'm sure this happens every year when you go to the uh, talkers convention in uh, in New York, um you You find out what you don't know you know there's there's some people that know things that you might not know, but you find out what you do know, which is pretty surprising sometimes so I remember this one trip to New York it was like a three day seminar we were there, and um, I was with uh Roy Black, who's mm. represented a lot of yeah. famous people and you know they don't have you know they don't have movie stars and presidents to hang around with they have they have the people that are at the seminar so when you're you know on a break and you're having coffee they you know the 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 big guys talk to the little guys i was a newer lawyer at this time and i remember there was this, a particular way to handle uh, a particular type of motion which was complex nobody could nobody could map this out ahead of time because you just don't know and i was talking to roy black uh and i after a while you know they they make you feel like you're talking to your next door neighbor you know these guys the guys that are good are humble they're not they're not hot shots the media might try to make them out to be hot shots but they're humble guys and i said uh you know i said so what's new and he said, i'm just dealing with this motion and i uh, i'm I'm trying to approach it and i really don't quite know how to how i'm going to do it and i'm thinking about this and i said well you know i handled this this way and he said um i hadn't thought of that you know and actually went ahead and you know handled it that way and i'm like how is this possible that this guy who knows everything, in my opinion, you know, like, like, this guy must know everything. How is this possible? And that I know this little niche and he doesn't. And, and then through the years, I've had lots of those conversations where I didn't have a clue, but somebody else had a, uh, you know, could be somebody famous, could be somebody who's just starting out, but they they've thought out a particular issue a particular approach way to handle a certain type of juror or or, a way to present certain evidence that I didn't have, you know, I didn't have figured out yet, but you hear it from somebody that does. So, um, you know, you, it's important to find out. And then it gives you confidence because you say, well, these guys are, you know, this guy's a internationally famous guy and you you know, in some, in some area with hard work, you can know a lot more than that person. Um, And of course there are areas where that person, um, man or woman could know a lot more. Uh, I had that experience with Lisa Wayne. She was the president of National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers and uh, attended a seminar out west with her. Uh, She was one of the main speakers at the seminar. And um, she just knew uh, she had handled a lot of sex cases, a lot of cases involving sexual assault, allegations of sexual assault. And uh, she just knew a lot of little uh, esoteric uh, moves that could be made that, you know, very often. And I've used this stuff make the difference in the case, can make, you know, and you get this by hanging out, not 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 sometimes in the presentations, but very often just hanging out and having coffee and talking to people. And um, again, you've had the experience, I'm sure, Harry, and I'd love to hear about that, I'm sure. Uh, everyone would love to hear about that, where you have, you're with somebody who's big, 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 famous, 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 and... They're just hanging out with you and just rapping away, and you learn a lot, and they learn learn something from you. So getting together in professional – I don't care what you do for a living, but joining the organization that promotes professionalism in that area of making a living, whether it's medicine or um, law or casino management or security uh, uh, operations or – computers, anything, but just being with people who are doing things on a committed level.
1: Yeah, and and, and at such a high level, too, and are yet so grounded. We're going to go to the first break, John. I'm so jazzed up about your theme today. If Don was here and texted to me, Don, if you're listening, I'm going to butcher it a little bit. Don has an expression, the bigger they are, something like the nicer they are. Uh, it's almost always true, whether you're talking about Frank Sinatra, whether you're talking about Tony Bennett or I can say Donny Osmond, who we've met. A lot of these people that we've met, uh, I can say the same for Sean Hannity, for Bill O'Reilly, for Brian Gilmead. The bigger they are, it's just it's true. It's the ones that aren't the real deal that gave you the hard way to go. And you were right about something you said. So correct about something you said. You think only you are going to learn from them. In conversations that you have they're also always I think that's how they get to where they are they're always evolving they're always in the process of learning so you will occasionally have a conversation where you point out something that like they're pointing out stuff you didn't know you John, Eric are capable of pointing out stuff that they might not know and that's all part of the dynamics of that kind of encounter and I like all the people you mentioned Spence and black I mean just Tremendous. All right, let's get the break in. We'll be back. He's John Zarek. I am respectfully yours.
0: Hurley in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio
1: 95.5. Do you uh, generally agree with the Don Hurley uh, doctrine, which is the bigger they are? I don't know if he said the nicer they are, but it's sort of in that... Uh, that vein, the bigger they are, the better they, oh, I know what it was. I think it's the bigger they are, the better they are. Uh, Something similar to that. That has been my experience uh, from Sinatra to McCartney to Kenny Rogers. I mean, I could go, I don't want to be name dropping, but my former job gave me the opportunity to meet people that I never would have been able to meet and actually spend quality time with them. Diana Ross, I could go on and on and on all these people. Uh, And my current job has given me the the same type of opportunity. The bigger they are, the the I don't know how to put it, but Don says it very, very well. But you get the thrust of what I'm saying. Is that your experience? Because you've met F. Lee Bailey. You've met Jerry Spence. You've met a lot of these folks. Is that has that been your experience? The bigger they are, the better they are. That kind of thing.
9: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. In fact, uh, you know, the, I, I think, uh, you know, if they're big, you, you would say they're leaders and, um, they're big because they're not just going places themselves. They're taking other people along with them. And because they're good leaders, they, you know, have a tendency to make pe- people feel comfortable around them and, um, that promotes an, uh, a circumstance where you can, or uh, um, a situation where you can share and feel free and, and not feel threatened. You know, you can say something that may be, you know, you fear may be stupid. You know, it may not be right on point. And, um, you know, very often that thing that you have to say that you're hesitant to say because you're not really sure about is uh, is just what the doctor ordered for the person that you're talking to in their situation. So it was, um, it was interesting. I mentioned Roy Black. He's, uh, I had a conversation about uh, with him, um, how I met his wife and he had handled a very, very, very big case and tried, it also, this is also a lesson on, how to try cases and, and what's important. Um, he he had a very very big case. He tried the case. Uh, he got an acquittal in the case, and it, it's also about connecting with jurors. Um, you know, if you're if you're a creep, if you're a jerk, <laughs> they, they don't like you. They're <laughs> going to be inclined to not. That's hilarious. To not, it, it's not. It's not that they're going to convict someone who's innocent. But they're but they're just not going to listen to you and if you're a trial lawyer, you need to be listenable. You need to have people want to hear what you're saying.
1: Would you go as far as to say you also have to be likable? Listenable could be, hey, you know what? I really respect this person and I want to listen to them, but I just don't like them. Do you think it's also important as a trial lawyer to be likable? In other words, could juries actually stick it to your guy or gal because they don't like the attorney?
7: Uh,
9: yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know anyone, uh, certainly on the defense side, who can't get along with people in general, who don't like people. I mean, if you're if you like people and you're, you know, like all kinds of people, then you know you're in the ball game in terms of being able to communicate and be, being able to feel comfortable with a jury and have them feel comfortable with you. Um, I think if you're, you know, if, if you're a nasty person or you're a person that, now some prosecutors can get away with that, you know, because they're, you know, jurors can accept that they're enraged and, you know, tough and that sort of thing. It kind of fits with that image sometimes, sometimes, not often, I think, but, um, because people don't, people don't want. They don't want to be around. Um, they don't want to be around harshness, and they don't want to be around violence, even if it's verbal violence, right? So, it's 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 best to the people that are successful, and uh, as I say, Roy Black, and is an excellent example of that. Um, you know, Ethel Bailey, excellent example of that. He's uh, I saw him you know not too long ago um in florida uh and he was uh not too long be- before he passed away it was you know we just had a great conversation one on one you know he was um you know we were at a, a again national trial lawyers convention and um he had given some a talk, and afterwards, he was hanging around with Eddie and what he wanted to talk. You know, and he was uh, very, very personable. We talked about communication. We talked about. Um, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't um, miss a beat or didn't miss a beat when he was speaking. I mean, it was it was flawless, absolutely flawless. And what he was doing. In the last years of his life was you know he was teaching lawyers how to do that, mm. you know teaching lawyers how to get the bugs out
1: wow, that's great that's good work. And he loved
9: doing that yeah i don't think he was making i don 't think he was making great money doing it i don't even know if he was making any money doing it he but he just loved the um, he 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 loved the profession he loved lawyers he loved talking about law and he loved contributing to people being better lawyers you know he was just just a very very good guy and i i I was able to tell him how, how important he was to me because he came out with a book on criminal defense um It might have been called Bailey for the Defense or something. I I have it someplace. I haven't read it in a long time, but he came out with a book on criminal defense when, um, just when I was starting law school a long time ago, and I read that book and God, I was. It was like it was like law was like cocaine after that, Uh and I was addicted. I mean, I mean, I just. And it was because he wrote the book and did it so well and and actually fought the battles that were that were great battles that he that he laid out in the book. So. Good guy, uh, Roy Black, he was. Uh, um, so I had a conversation with him and we you know, were talking about this particular issue and we we're both. We got in the era where neither of us had a clue what to do next. Um, we we shared some stuff, but then we got into other issues in the case, and we we were coming up with ideas and and uh, it was uh, yeah, you know, it's like I was hanging out with one of my law school buddies. He's he's that kind of guy, and then he uh, introduced me to his wife, and he was I think at that time he was fairly newly married. Um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, and he said, "You know, I met my wife," and I said, "No," and he said, "Well, I was trying this case, a very, very, very famous case that he won, um, you know, not guilty on all charges. Very famous case, very famous person, and his wife was one of the jurors." and wow i've seen this before i've seen i've seen this phenomenon before um i haven't happened to fall in love with any <laughs> of the jurors uh, or or vice versa um but i've i've witnessed other people in the courtroom and a juror by the time the case was over, they were goo-goo-eyed with each
1: other. John Cliffhanger, cliffhanger on love in the courtroom uh, between the defense attorney and, and jurors. I, I want to hear more, and I know our listeners do as well. We're at the halftime break. We'll be right back with John Zarek. I am Hurley in the Morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station all because of you. We thank you for it, and we know that it's all because of you.
4: This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info
1: and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 30 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Senator Vince Palestina has chosen principle over partisan politics. We back those words up with facts. Check it out. We cover it in depth. Final disposition, final discipline. For the and Deputy Fire Chief, Dale Conover, it's really a disgraceful situation. We have uh, it covered from all angles. And Atlantic City Council is poised to approve the budget and a giveaway.
5: From the Townsport New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Heat really starts to surge today, and tomorrow, humidity joins the party. It'll be sunny, dry, and very warm today. Inland high temperature 88. It'll be cooler at the beaches with a nice sea breeze. Clear and mild tonight, low as 70. Tomorrow, hot, humid, and breezy. High of 92 under partly sunny skies. Watch for a couple rounds of showers and thunderstorms on Saturday. Still steamy at 90. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
3: Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to
1: Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, John, I've confessed this uh, on uh, previous uh, broadcasts. haven't mentioned it lately, but I'm a big fan of Hallmark movies. Uh, People that either think they know me or don't know me might say, well, I didn't see that one coming. But I really like them, even though they all seem to be the same thing. Somebody leaves their big town to go to a little town and then they meet somebody and then they fall in love and then they got to leave, though. So they got to go back to the big town to the big job. But then they miss the the small town. So they got to come back to the small town. They fall in love again and they 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 move their big town business to the small town. So they're all the same. But this would be a great Hallmark movie with Candace uh, Candace Cameron Buret. And some of those great uh, actors and actresses, to the uh, have a have a court theme, you know, with the 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 trial, and then you have the defense attorney fall in love with one of the jurors. John, I could write the screenplay.
9: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Roy Black fell in love with uh, his wife to be.
1: I understand juror number seven. I'm uh, just I'm just teasing. Go ahead, John. Sorry.
9: She 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 acquitted. Uh, she voted to acquit along with everybody else at the trial, so the client was found not guilty. He um, immediately uh, asked her for, uh, you know, a date for lunch or coffee or something like that, and uh, they got married. Not, I don't think it was too long after that. They were just head over heels, and certainly when I met them, they were head over heels, and no, that was that was Love in the Courtroom. You know, a courtroom <laughs> that is that
1: would be uh, the title of the movie on the Hallmark movie channel. Love in the Courtroom. No
9: doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I'm gonna write yeah. that. I'm gonna write okay.
1: them. I'm gonna write them. That's gotta be an episode because that would be a lot of fun.
9: Yeah, speaking of uh speaking of uh, of love, I um I was uh going through some old papers, you know, in the in the basement, the, the, some old boxes and stuff. And I found some. Uh, I found a letter that my wife had written me right after we met. You know, like I was I was lifeguard at Wildwood. She was down there with our uh, sorority sisters. That was in a day when Wildwood had a lot of uh, groups of college kids coming down, uh, and. That's you know, a little different now, but groups of college kids coming down to work and uh typically there were no uh, women lifeguards at that time, so you know, the the women who came young women who came down, they would uh waitress at Zabers or um, you know, steak there are a few famous steakhouses in Wildwood and
1: Hold you know, it, hold it, pop quiz. Pop quiz uh the, the professor Hurley throwing out a pop quiz. You get an A, a hundred points onto your grade if you can, because you don't know this is coming. It makes it even more challenging. So this is a surprise pop quiz in the uh, Mayor of the Morning uh, tutorial. What was Zaber's famous tagline? Okay, I'll give you a little. Tr- I'll give you a little hint. It's actually on the tombstone of one of the Zaberers. Uh, it's okay. Uh, this is the trouble when you throw a pop quiz. It's not fair. Uh, so I'm going to just put this out of its misery and just say, minutes away. Zaberers. minutes yeah. away. It's their famous yeah. tagline. It's It was like their whole marketing brand. And so iconic that it literally is on the tombstone. Of one of the Zabers minutes away. Uh, anyhow, go ahead, John. Time is yours.
9: Yeah. So we were. Yeah. So we met. We met down at the shore and um, really fell in love. And um, I was. She was going to school in Maryland at the time, college in Maryland at the time. I was uh, actually far away. I was. I was going to school in Tennessee. Um, Christian Brothers University in Tennessee and I found a letter that she had written me um, maybe November like I couldn't stand I I transferred to LaSalle you know for the next semester because we just we were pretty much in love and we couldn't you know I I didn't want to be apart from her so far from her and so uh, you know if I were in you know in in new jersey near near la salle or at la salle i could we could we could get together much easier but um found a letter that she had written and you know i'd really get in trouble uh <laughs> really get in trouble if i if i disclose it, it, it's quite innocent i would say but still um but it, it it's it started out with uh, dear John, I've gotten a letter from you every day this week, which just made me so feel so good reading it. <laughs>
1: John, you're you're a romantic. You're you're revealing on the Zarek show. You're a romantic. You wrote a letter every day to Linda. This is this is beautiful, John. That's going to be in the Hallmark movie.
9: Actually, actually, I forgot about it. Yeah, you brought up the Hallmark movie, yeah. so I thought that. Uh. And she said. Uh and my sorority sisters, um who I subsequently, some of whom I knew from Wildwood and some uh, most of whom I didn't know, she said, and my sorority sisters are in the uh and I know they were good letters, I mean they were they were they were at least no 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 objectionable material in the letters she said, <laughs> and my sorority sisters are all in the living room reading them now, <laughs> oh my gosh, so she uh yeah, she asked, they so they were uh so that was that was a good memory to think of that
1: I like that well, you know what that is right. that's a byproduct of she was very proud, and then you know look i can you know i I can write this in the screenplay, then all the girlfriends just go goo goo wild over there's somebody this great. That's writing you like love letters every day, John. This is this is a very cool conversation. I'm enjoying this immensely. Let me, in fact, let me let this just um, just simmer a little bit uh, during the final break, and we will come back. and Counselor, the time will be yours. I'll tell you what. You never know. Like I'm not surprised because John has a heart of gold. He's the most beautiful, generous. Generous like you wouldn't even believe help so many people always it's under the 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 um the condition you know nobody needs to know you know because he doesn't give to get he doesn't give to receive compliments and and publicity for it it's the true spirit of giving you're giving when no one's looking and you do it because you want to do it and you want to help and because it's your heart but john this is um this is fantastic uh you know, I had this uh, promo that used to play in a, in a previous iteration of Hurley in the Morning. I should pull it back out. Harry Hurley, he's a lover and a fighter. You're a lover, John. Who knew? I did. I know. With John Zarek, I am.
0: Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio
1: ninety five point five. It is forty eight minutes past the hour. It is John Zarek Smart Law with John Zarek to be precise. Counselor, time is yours.
9: Yeah, good to good to think about these uh, these old times. Oh yeah, um, and newer times and newer times and and really good people. But there are just so many good people out there. There's so many people that. Um, They love the profession. Uh, They love in in law. They love the profession. Uh, They love lawyers. You know, they love interacting with lawyers. I still do. Um, I I got a note the other day that um, thanks for your support and guidance or some you know something. I didn't even know what it was about and. You know, there's a particular organization that I love to go because I get a chance to talk to lawyers, you know, uh, and especially younger lawyers. And I get a chance to talk to lawyers, so I don't miss that stuff. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, like Christmas and New Year's put together for me to be in a room with uh, 30, 40 uh, attorneys, especially attorneys that are starting out and um you know so it's so good and i've been that way since i've been that way since um i was in law school you know i just i just you know a lot of people are grinding it out and they really aren't crazy about law it's okay i'm going to make a living doing this it's okay i just you know i couldn't believe i was there and had the opportunity to talk to sam dash was one of my uh uh, uh Abe Dash, who was Sam Dash's uh, brother, the Watergate committee brother, right? And uh, Sam Sam was a a, a fighter pilot in uh, in the Korean Korean War and a great one too, and a great trial lawyer. And to be in the room with him, actually, uh, I he taught me. I mean, to be in the room with him was just like a a thrill you know he's five feet away from me and he's and he's laying it out i got the i got the highest grade in the class in his criminal procedure class and he also taught administrative law because he had which is constitutional law the criminal procedure is constitutional law dealing with the constitution administrative law is constitutional law it's it's just applied to in governmental institutions and what you can do and what you can 't do how how to give due process, what hearings you have to have, and so forth, I got the highest grade in the class in both his classes because <laughs> I just you know it, it really wasn't it, it really wasn't brains it was just it, it was just intoxicating to be around the guy who was so cool in a humble way i mean he was you know he was, he's a former fighter pilot. He had dealt with a lot of big stuff, but he was just a, a, just a regular guy. He and Sam, they came up very poor. They were from Philadelphia, and um, I don't know if he said it publicly, but you know they're both long, long gone now, unfortunately. But I don't know if he said it publicly, but you know he said, I, I, I talked to him one time and he and um, about Philly. And he said, you know, I really never lived long term in any neighborhood. His parents were so poor that I assume they got evicted a lot. And he moved all over the city. You know, they'd lose a place and he'd move someplace else. And uh, yet he was able to, you know, become a really great lawyer. So it's, it's sometimes Sometimes he certainly imparted enthusiasm to me, you know, because I was, you know, getting those grades. I was way over. I felt way over my head. There were, you know, there were some people that just breezed through stuff like that and just being first in the class, which is num just normal for them. But um, in that particular class, uh, it was just him transmitting his enthusiasm for the law to me um and it's uh it motivated me to do real well and i and he you know he he would teach us things it wasn 't part of the course, but he would uh teach us if you want to hang around after after class he would run through scenarios where he would teach us things on cross examination or how to handle um specifically how to handle bad guys and when I went uh went to work for the government uh I had a lot of medicare and medicaid massive medicare medicaid frauds and uh one particular uh very big case that we were handling we did you know we did precisely step by step what he taught me to do and others to do and anyone who wanted to hang around after class, which weren't, you know, wasn't more than three or four or five people, uh, precisely what he taught us to do on how to handle this particular type of bad guy, in, you know, litigation negotiations, et cetera. So he was really something, and that, and and I think it's it's important to have that frame of mind, and when people have that frame of mind, where they're enthusiastic about something they can change the lives of the people that are around them. You know, Beth Lee Bailey did it to, I mean, I, I, I guess thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of lawyers. When I read that book and I, you know, probably read it a couple, three times, um, it put something in me that really was beneficial.
1: Hey, John, five minutes left in your program, and I know maybe years ago – uh, I asked you this question, but I don't, I don't think I've asked you this in five, eight years, whatever, the last time I brought it up to you. For our listeners, I think it would be interested. There's so many disciplines of law. How did you decide upon becoming a criminal defense attorney?
7: Uh,
9: well, I... I... I'll tell you when I was with the government, I, you know, was dealing with people that were, um, you know, had run afoul of the law. Um, But in my experience, they, sometimes they were real, real, sometimes bad guys, you know, no, no question about it. But very often they were, they, they had a couple things that caused them to go wrong. Um, number one, bad companions, you know, mm. they'd get into a business situation with a group of doctors. They take over a hospital and um, they had no pushback, you know? So if if you're running the hospital with four of your friends and two of them are bad guys and you don't really know what you're doing, you can gradually get seduced into doing things wrong. Now, you you know, it's still a crime. You still have to be held accountable and they were held accountable, but um, they're not, you know, a a lot of times I felt like uh, and sometimes very specific times, a lot of times I, I, I felt like I wanted to be on the other side, Mm -hmm. you know, that, these, these people are really not evil. And, you know, sometimes that point wasn't being made and I felt it could have been made. I mean, people, prosecutors, you know, I run into that all the time with prosecutors in, um, our local counties and in, in other places. And, you know, even in, in federal court, you know, you, you have people that, look at the situation and and want to do the right thing and they don't do everything that they can they're not at to slaughter of the people that they're dealing with and in some cases they're very compassionate because they can see that um but for a bad companion but for uh Maybe a mental problem that doesn't rise to the level of defense. I mean, to be, to have an insanity defense, you have to basically, you know, think that someone's head is a watermelon, you know, <laughs> uh, completely gone. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a very, very high level to, uh, to be uh, incompetent to stand trial. You have to not know. I mean essentially if you know that you have a lawyer, what's this who's this guy standing next to you? Uh he's my lawyer. And what's he supposed to do? Uh help me. That's about it. You know what I mean? If 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 you know that, you're you're generally competent. That's the way the, the level is is to prove that you're not competent to stand top trial or that you're insane is very, very high. So um you know, you you there are a lot of people out there that uh, have done things wrong, but uh, put it this way. Any number of good people around in that situation with those companions uh, with their maybe emo- I don't know, I'm talking severe mental problems, but their emotional problems, their diagnoses that uh, renders them less capable of, of making right decisions, um, a lot of people would be in the same shape. So I, I just, you know, I like to help people. And I like, when you're representing- 30
1: seconds, John, just for your planning purposes, it's flown by.
9: Yeah, very, very rarely am I representing people where it's just a lone wolf. You're typically taking a family through the worst thing that ever happened to their family in their lives. So uh, I, I I'd like being in that position to be able to get the family through in one piece with uh, no one harming themselves, no one taking off and causing a family disaster because of the pressure, and that's that's what I think I'm supposed to be doing, and that's what I do, and I, and I I'd like being in that position. Yeah. A lot of people think that's insane, insane, but a lot of people think that's insane, but um that's what i think i'm called to do so
1: hey john listen happy fourth my friend we'll reconvene one week from today you know where to find me if you need me and thanks for a great program WPGG atlantic city my pleasure town
0: square media station everything you need to know in six minutes starts now
1: joanne from
0: harry hurley way in the world's playground
1: We are back at six minutes past the hour. Well, this is a very special welcome because trying to think, out of 15 Hurley in the Morning Charity Golf Opens, Joanne Daly and Glenn and their great team, they have been so incredibly competitive, including just one year ago when they finished in a four-way tie shooting a 59. Almost would never be a time in our 15-year history that if you shot a 59... On a par 71 course, and you are literally, what, 13 under par? What, well, nine, at, at 59, it would be 12 under. The reason I'm at 13 is because they shot a 58 this, uh, Friday a week ago, a week ago tomorrow. Incredible. Uh, they're a great team. They've been very, very competitive. They've almost won the tournament several times over the 15 years. And Joanne, it happened. <laughs> The team of uh, Glenn and Joe and company, you put it together and you walked away with the grand salami prize of all, the Hurley in the Morning Charity Golf Open 2022 15th Annual Champions. Congratulations, Joe. Uh,
10: good morning, Harry. Thank you so much. It was one of those things that, right, I think I've been at your charity golf outing since it's concept. So it goes back a long time for us trying to do this, <laughs> you know. I know. Um, you have really good golfers out there. There's really good competition, you know. So,
1: um, that, And that's the I, truth. That is the truth. We had two time defending champions that shot a 59. You guys actually lost in a four-way tie one year ago that had to go to like two or three or more tiebreakers to finally arrive At the winner because when they went to the one hole, you both had the same score, had to go to another hole. It was just amazing what it took. And you guys got edged out on like the third tiebreaker, I think it was. It went from four to three to two. And then eventually the uh, Bill Schmall team won for last year, the second year in a row. Now, they shot a 63 last Friday. You all shot a 58. I mean, that is that is great golf.
10: Yeah, I have to say the, the golf gods were all in alignment on that Friday because we had beautiful weather. Yep. Um, and I have to say, interesting thing, because it's a private course that we're playing on. So a lot of the golfers are not familiar with the course. It's not a public course that, you know, a lot of golfers will get a chance to play. So at least we played it last year to know a little bit more of the course, how it runs this yes. year, because when you play Works regularly you kind of get to know and have a feel for how they play you know dog you don't know where water hazards are you don't know if it's a left or a right you can't see the pin you know so it makes it a very tough game for golfers to play on a private course because we don't get that you know familiarity with it you know over the you know summer or spring when we play
1: um, Joe, because I didn't get a chance to do anything but just to congratulate you and Glenn and your foursome, uh, both after your round and then when we presented you before everybody at lunch. Uh, I didn't get to ask you, were there like chip ins or big, like crazy undulating putts? Anything like amazing happen or was it just solid where you you guys were able over 18 holes to actually uh, pick up a stroke on 13 of them? It was really amazing. Did, were there any, like, crazy, amazing things that happened?
10: We had some good long putts, and I have to say that's my game is the short game. That's my contribution.
1: Well, you, so. you know the deal. Jim Fraser, if he was here right now, would tell us all that you you drive for show and you putt for dough. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny
10: because, see, Glenn is the showman. He drives, and he can drive that ball. Ugh. It's
1: crazy. His, his and, uh, length, for those listening— Glenn Wallace's length is incredible. I mean, he has perfect form, and he knows how to just drive every inch out of that tee shot. He's amazing. He does
10: these crazy shots around trees, over trees. like He he knows how to hit the ball, so it'll go dog leg left or dog leg right. It's insane.
1: By the way, that's like Lee Trevino. If you remember the way that Lee Trevino used to play, he used to hit – I mean, some would call it like almost circus shots. He would hit incredible shots that he could bend and do all these crazy things with.
10: Now, full disclosure: Glenn grew up playing golf at seven years old on Best Page in Long Island. Wow! (laughs) So he, his golf history, lessons, playing is experiences really really kind of crazy um and he's good you know he's really fun to golf with so you know he does crazy shots and it'll be like you know sometimes he lands in the woods sometimes he hits a tree but no we all played it was uncanny all of us had our game on it was everybody showed up at the right time so we had drives we had chips um not a lot of stand traps this time, you know, uh, n- not a lot of lost balls. It was like pretty straight ahead golf. It's, like, and
1: and we've obviously played on three different courses, but it's the lowest score we've ever had. Obviously, last year we had four foursomes shoot 59, which I was just I just loved it. You see a lot of the PGA stuff where players have done 60 very few break 60. So when we had four at 59, I, I was just very jazzed up about that. And then when I saw your scorecard when you came in, 58, I didn't even have to look further. I usually don't know who won because it's always been very, very close. Last year, Kirk Conover, Joe Daly, Glenn, uh, Bill Schmall. I forget who the other foursome was. Uh, over the years, the Wounded Warriors foursome with Patrick Carney. They've been extremely competitive. And we've had several teams that have been very, very steady over the years. I love the fact that it seems like each year we do welcome a few new foursomes, but we have such retention for 15 years of the people who love playing year after year. And it's, it's pretty much my understanding that people just put it in their appointment book and intend to, you know, to come back and to be with us, which really obviously makes us feel good. And it's great for our charity.
10: Well, it's funny. I had uh, my title guide from City Abstract. He was waiting in the wings to play because we weren't sure if our uh, fourth, our heavy hitter, Andre, was going to make it or not. And he was waiting. He goes, I used to be playing. I, I haven't played that. I got to get back in there. I got to get, so I got to give Harry my name, my email to get me back in there. because yeah. He really wanted to. Hey, he was he was like our, you know, we
1: had a, a backup. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> was, Joe and like, we had 124 players, as you know, because we, we limit it to 31 foursomes so that on the five par threes, we don't have two foursomes. And we had one couple contract COVID-19 two days before the tournament. The husband was out uh, and was replaced. His wife was out but not replaced. So that was a threesome at that point. And we had a great fireman uh, who actually had to do, to do his job. Uh, so he wasn't able to come. With the replacement person canceling out the one, we had 122 out of 124 golfers actually show up. How cool is that? Wow, it's awesome. It really in, is- in this day and age, seriously, where people just get busy and something comes up. I mean, it's not like it used to be. It's very tough. You know that's why I'm always blessed in in October when we do the dinner and have you know nearly 250 people come out at the same time. It's hard to get people out. So um, what would you say as a longtime player? We're not um, begging because we're a sellout event every year. If I don't even advertise it, and which, which we really don't do. Um, but what would you say relative to um, the event? To what your 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 description of. Our tournament the just just a comment about the event
10: I'll tell you it's it's fabulous and we look forward to it it is on our calendar when we start the new year it's one of the first things we do is make our calendar of you know trips and events that we know we're going to participate in and you know Glenn's a you know big golf fan so golf takes up a lot of our events and it's one of the first things on the calendar it's you know it's class act it's done well Uh, you have the gift of the golf gods with you because we always have good weather it's crazy you know it's incredible we can count on that you know so we know it's a good day um you know the food is great the venue's great and i have to say this is what i was going to say before is the golfers and i want to say the caliber of the golfers that are there the, the the ones that are there to golf are so nice to golf with because, you know, sometimes we get backed up a little bit. They're a little in front of us. They're a little behind us, you know. So we're out there on the course with them, getting to know them as we play. And it's always been really, I want to say, professional, class act, nice people, you know, having fun and enjoying the game and enjoying being with their friends or coworkers, whatever it is. Everybody's laughing, smiling, enjoying themselves. Ah. It's such a nice event.
1: What, a, what, a, uh, what an honor to listen to that description. Joe, let's get our first break, in. we'll be back. It's 16 minutes past the hour. When we come back, uh, we'll, we'll shift from Joanne Daly, the champion, uh, to Joanne Daly, our official and exclusive real estate professional right here on the Hurley in the Morning program. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because of you, South Jersey's number one talk station. The
0: WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Bible download every Hurley in the morning program as a podcast on the WPG talk radio app Harry Hurley on WPG talk radio
1: 95.5 we are back it's 19 minutes past the hour Joanne Daly the official the exclusive real estate professional for the Hurley in the morning program and and I also uh I think have a pretty good track record of remembering to remember to mention uh, for the Hurley family personally so this is another one of those I, I, I ask you to do what I've already done I don't ask you to do what I wouldn't do uh, Joanne is our official an exclusive real estate professional uh, because she's fantastic Joanne visits with us on the fourth or fifth Thursday of every month uh, when there's a fifth Thursday it's almost exclusively on that day and then of course the rest of the months of the year uh, on the fourth Thursday, and we have sometimes a couple, sometimes three, with um, months that have five Thursdays. Uh, some years there's only one, but usually there's a couple. And Joanne is located at her beautiful office, but of course you can reach Joe anywhere. I'm about to give you her private hotline, but the Remax Platinum Properties of Ventnor Joanne Daly team office. Uh, it's a beautiful office at 5321 atlantic avenue in ventnor they do everything that they can do to make the place look great and recently the city of ventnor did a lot of things to really make the outside the the um the pavement and such outside of the office is all new it's really a fantastic area and um, you should give joe a call if you're buying if you're selling if you're looking to rent uh, Joe is the best, and her follow-up systems are outstanding. You can reach Joanne Daly at six zero nine five one three eighty nine sixty nine. Joe, let me uh, turn it back to you. In terms of uh, where we're at with this sort of rising interest rate environment that we're in, is this uh, is this complicating the world of real estate? It is. It's
10: adding just to the craziness that already existed. You know, just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier, it's getting crazier with the interest rates. The interest rates are are climbing and expected to climb. Um, you know, we were in a couple of meetings this week listening to the different lenders' dilemmas. Of you know, they thought this would be uh, the rates here that they would be here by the end of July, and they're already here, so they're anticipating them climbing a little bit more. Um and then there's the big the big issue is again more appraisal gap issues more than ever. Wow. Between the Joe, jo,
1: let me pre- let me press you on that. And this is not I'm, I'm not pushing you. This is just a, a, a part of your reality out there. How can that not be buttoned down and tightened up? How is that still going on? Well, you know honestly, we need the appraiser
10: the appraiser gods to to you know voice in on that because it's amazing to me I think there's such a hesitation on appraisers to recognize the crazy market and and because of what happened back in the past, yeah you know because of you know this but weird false you know true F-
1: false bottom or or whatever but but this is pretty. Baked in, isn't it? I mean, it's pretty self-evident where we are by way of valuations. And again, I don't think that Zillow is is the end-all, be-all. But I mean, you know, they have constantly been updating. And incidentally, let me do what I always do. I do it twice a month with Jim Malamut. and then I do it a few weeks later with the great Joanne Daly. And I have never had a time during whatever we want we want to call this this robust period. Um, this growth period where the Ponderosa has 100% of the time been in the green. And it is, again, the last 30-day change. Your, my Ponderosa, that you know very well, is up 1.7%, a major four-figure increase. And, Joe, even in the last couple of months when things started turning here with high inflation and the Fed admitting that it wasn't – transitory and that it was going to be around and chairman powell with the aggressive rate hikes at every meeting where they're not going quarter basis points they're going 50 basis points full half point you know hits every single time and evidently it's going to happen you know at least five more times uh or so but the values that i keep hearing all these pointed headed experts that keep saying they're going to go down i'm not seeing that joanne
10: Right. You know, it is it is interesting because people are starting to see a cool down period a bit where and I think it's kind of driven by the seasons more than anything is that people want to now enjoy summer. Like so there was, you know, kind of the frenzy over the winter into the spring and now it's cooling off because people people want to be settled in. They they're not scrambling to get their shore house to get a second property. They have you know their kids in whatever activities they're going to do, and their their summer is going to be planned. School's out. What are we doing? Yeah,
1: this is a, Joanne. This is a great point. In other words, if you didn't already buy that other home, if you were buying a vacation home, or you were looking to to either downsize or for whatever reason sell what you have and go do something else, whatever, or if you're looking to rent for the summer you've done these things already and if you haven't you're not doing them again until after the summer correct
10: right right because now your plans are made you know what you're going to do and where you are going to go so
1: where does this uh place the very critical issue of the supply where does this place the current supply uh issue that we've been dealing with
10: well, it's it's ironic because we still have very low inventory, um, so it's still a seller's market. Um, the inventory is not there, um, so,
1: so that's the reason prices aren't going down. Correct. Correct. If you had, if because past this prologue, if you have rising interest rates, usually the the value of the homes would start to come down. You know, it just seems to be gravity almost, that that works that way. But because the supply, you call it inventory, because you're my pro, because the inventory is so low, it's keeping the prices high. Correct. Got it. Correct.
10: And I have to say, like, it's interesting, some of the properties that are out there that are still out there, and we have a few, um, and it's funny, people are like, why are they still there? is because they went through a couple deals go through. You know, one deal didn't go through because the buyer backed out, didn't get the cash he thought he had. And now the property's out there. So, so
1: Joe, what's happening right now with respect to we were hearing because we uh, the, the neat thing about visiting with you every month, we stay very current, we stay very fresh in terms of what's going on. And and I know that in episodes gone by, you would often talk about how many potential bidders There would be people making offers and, of course, one wins and everybody else loses. And it's not like there's two people bidding. There's been many, many more than that bidding for each available property. Are the number of people that are looking to buy the same home, is it at the same level as it was or is it less? Which really, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but as long as you have one buyer – And you get the price you want, and if a buyer is willing to pay the price that you want, that's what a deal is called when both parties are willing to make a deal. I guess it doesn't really matter if 20 people are bidding or if 10 or if 10 or 5. But I'm just curious because I think that also is probably better than anecdotal as it relates to how hot are things. Is it still like a crazy amount of people all going after the one house that's available to buy, how, how are we doing with respect to that?
10: Well, and it's interesting because I think in some sense it's cooled down where, and I, and I had a condo that, you know, finally finished with the, you know, remodeling and all that, put it on and, you know, in the first week, you know, dozen showings. and And I would say good offers came in from a handful, half of that had offers where before it would have been probably almost would have had offers on all everything. So it's like they're cooled off on making the offers because now they think things are going to come available with the rates going high and prices are going to come down. So the buyers who really were very um, cautious because they didn't want to be overpaying. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to get caught up in that bidding war. So they're, they're, they're cooling off, waiting somewhat now to see if prices are going to come down. But there's still a good number. When when a nice property hits and there's still people out there, there's still two or three offers that can come in, which I've had, you know, all last week. So,
1: it's, Joe, it's, Joe, we're at the halftime break. I want to ask you a question when we come back. I'll tease it now. Uh, is having a swimming pool and a backyard that's kind of resort-ish – you know, is that, is that a plus or is that a minus when you're trying to sell that home? We'll be back with Joanne Daly right after this. And to reach Joe, it's very simple to do. And Joe is extremely um, responsive to your concerns, to, you, to your uh, communications with her. You can reach Joe at 609 513 8969. If you are buying, if you are selling, if you're renting, if you're looking to buy a condominium, uh, in my estimation, Joe, from a product knowledge standpoint, knows more about the condominiums in the metro market than any single person that I know. She is fabulous in that space, and it's complicated sometimes. So it's good to have someone that's an expert. 609-513-8969. 609 513 8969. 609. For the next year, it's in my contract. I I have to refer to Joe as Champion when we're going into breaks. Uh, Champion, are you ready to answer that question when we come back?
10: Absolutely.
1: Thank thank you, (laughs) Champion. Thank you, Champion. We'll be back. I'll say Champion a few more times before the clock strikes Kilmeade at six minutes past the top of the hour. At 31 minutes past the hour, she is Joanne Daly. I am both humbly and respectfully yours
0: early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and on the wpg talk radio app wpg talk radio 95.5 for complete contest rules visit wpgtalkradio.com
1: 34 minutes past the hour with joanne daly i am early in the morning and this is our monthly focus on real estate which um Real estate Joe, I know I know I put a cliffhanger out there before the uh, the break, but I'm thinking about this as I um, turn your microphone back on. Real estate is something that I think a lot of people are really interested in. I, I think I've told you this a few times now, instead of taking certain toll roads, it's not just about the price, which really they are getting crazy, but I'll go down five fifty nine scoot on over over the longport bridge and and come in. Through Longport, rather than come in through uh, either the Margate Bridge or or Albany Avenue Bridge or the Expressway, uh, because I love to see the homes, and I I think you're going to agree with this statement, Joe. And then we'll get back to the to the teas that I left. Uh, I I I think this is a time where more people are taking care of the home that they have. Uh, tearing down and building these these incredible monstrosities uh, all up and down the, the coastline, there's been a lot going on, hasn't there?
10: Absolutely, it's kind of interesting because, like you said, like the real estate market is such an interesting market that appeals to multi generations of people for different reasons. You know, the architecture, the location, the family is you know it. it it brings so much together um i think hgtv putting real estate on tv did a really big you know job at marketing that whole industry of real estate as investment properties as design elements you know there's so much that goes into it that you know the demographics of who's interested in real estate are designers architects builders families investors you know it, there's a broad spectrum of who it appeals to. And the interesting part is our younger generation is really getting more savvy in investing and looking at property, looking at ways to add it to a portfolio of a savings and checking account that gets nothing at the bank that they see you can make money doing that. So the younger generation, I think because a lot of the TV media hype has opened up their eyes a bit. So we're dealing with another generation that years ago would have zero interest in real estate. You know, like, oh, that's, you know, my parents buy a house, you know? Now they're looking at it as something that they can add to a portfolio for when they're working that, okay, they're told to have savings, start working on IRAs and those kinds of things. And now they're really looking at investment properties. So it's it's very interesting. And then the way they get educated is going through their neighborhoods as well as TV. And you see all the, you know, lovely, you know, Beverly Hills real estate, which is, you know, nice, but not realistic for a lot of the new investors. Um, and then you see them coming into town looking at, you know, I can take that bad property and turn it into something, you know, so there's a lot of new young generational blood out there, very interested in real estate, which makes it you know, even more appealing
1: to work with those clients. You Joe, know? Joe, I need your help. I need your help because uh, I always confess if I have a, a moment where I drop the ball, what was the tease I did before the break? Because I think it was going to be great. It was going to allow you to, like, open up and shift into, like, another gear. Do you remember what I teased before uh, the break? Ab-
10: absolutely, the pool. If it's- Yes,
1: yes. If, if you have a swimming pool and that whole backyard um, – setup and things like that. Is that a plus? And I, I kind of suspect I know where you're going to go with this. Is it a plus, a minus, or does it create a scenario where to some extent you limit the number of people that will buy your property because they might not want a pool for either safety reasons or upkeep reasons. So net net, it do you believe it it adds value and is a plus or could it be a minus as well?
10: Well, I would say, generally speaking, my my general opinion is it adds value because it's curb appeal, it's beautiful. It, you know, of course, it has to be done well, well maintained. We're not talking about a you know a a ditch in the in the backyard. <laughs> you know, a, a beautiful pool yeah, yeah. is. is if it, well, it's good. Um, what really matters most is where the home is located if it's going to be a true asset to the property.
1: Right. For example, if you're on the mainland where you're you're kind of close if you want to drive, but you're not that close. If you're on the mainland, the pool is big time value. You don't necessarily have to have a pool down beach. And in many cases, people don't have the space, you know, the room to have a pool because you've got the ocean, you've got the beach, you've got all that. So location, 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 right?
10: Right. So depending on the location is, it's much more of an asset and appreciated, I would say offshore in one of the other communities where you're in different neighborhoods and you have kids and families and everybody, you know, trades off, like I'll get the kids this weekend, you barbecue next weekend. And it makes it a very nice community feature to have their kids at home you know so a lot of people find that as an asset like I want my kids I want to know where my kids are yep. I have a pool I know where my kids are I'll you tell know? you what,
1: what it's also nice as somebody with one and you know you've been to the Ponderosa your home becomes a place where your children's friends love to visit Margie and I we love having company. Some people don't like company. We love having people come and enjoy the pool. And we love it when Noah has his friends and they stay over and all of that. So it really is um, it's it's a great source of pride and joy. And also you, you build a lot of memories with your children and birthday parties and just get togethers and. Uh, For no reason, just an opportunity for, hey, let's, you know, go to Kristen's house. Let's go to Lauren's house. Let's go to Robert's house. Uh, And we love being the place where our kids and their friends like to be.
10: Right. And that's an asset that you can't put a dollar amount on. No, You know what? When you're you're the, you know, the gathering place because you have the amenities and that's where that asset you have the amenities that's where I said it's very valuable because it's valuable more than dollars and cents. It's families, memories, friends, you know, good times. And, and even it's like a relaxing time. Like when, when you do have a hectic day traveling and you go home and float in the pool, it's your sanctuary. So it can be a very quiet retreat as well as a community gathering. So to me, that is a very big asset for people looking to buy a home like, they might not consider a pool, but because it's there and it's beautiful, they're like, oh, you know, human. yeah, that
1: would, that would be nice. Now, the, almost 30 years it. ago, we had each of our children, they had a list of things that when we were, we were moving from Ventnor to Egg Harbor Township, they had a list. We had each of them compile their own list. Margie kept them there in this beautiful book that Margie has done uh, when we were getting the, the house, and... The pool was on their list. They, they knew they were going all their lives. Now, they were young at the time, but all their lives, they had lived a block and a half from the Atlantic Ocean. So they, re- if we're moving to EHT, you know, we, we would love to have a pool. Uh, and it is, it is the source of so many incredibly beautiful, loving, fun memories. I will say, and I don't think this is going to be a surprise to you as a real estate uh, expert that you are – when everybody becomes adults, though, the pool gets used much less than it used to.
10: Well, that's true, just because of schedules, you know? Yeah, I everybody's mean, all grown
1: up and working full-time jobs, and, you know, and when you're off, maybe you're on vacation and you're somewhere else. It ju- It's not that it doesn't get used at all, it just gets used less.
10: Right, right. Right. It's, it's it's true. And, you know, you have to make it a destination and say, well, you know what? I don't want to go anywhere this weekend. My destination is the pool. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know? st- it's true. Stay- it.
1: Yeah, true. that's the ultimate staycation because staycation means I consider going to, to Cape May a staycation. But when you're staying home and you can create your own little resort atmosphere, that's really cool. Joe, when we come back, I want to get an update from you uh, how the condominium market in the greater Atlantic City area, we'll call it the metro market, how that's going. Much more with Joanne Daly right after this. And we'll be uninterrupted until the end of the program, until Brian Kilmead With Joanne Daly of REMAX Platinum Properties of Ventnor. I am early in the morning to reach Joanne, 609-513-8969. If you have a question about real estate, if you have a property you want to sell, if you're looking to buy, if you're looking to sell and buy, if you're looking to rent, you're looking to buy a single-family home, a multi-family home, a condominium. Uh, I absolutely unconditionally recommend and can guarantee you that you'll be very, very pleased with Joanne's service, that of her team, their follow-up systems. They do a tremendous job as your best advocate, whether you're buying or selling or renting. 609 513 We live in an era now where you have to use the area code. 609-513-8969. Do you all remember when you didn't have to dial that? And all of a sudden, because of just pretty much ran out of numbers and then had to add other uh, area codes. 609-513-8969. With Joanne, I am.
0: Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD 3 Millville, a town square media station.
4: The economy is headed directly for a disaster. The Fed can either raise rates to lower inflation and trigger a stock and housing market crash, or it can keep rates low and potentially cause hyperinflation. That is why you must take action to protect your savings right now. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you, to diversify your retirement account out of paper assets and into physical gold. The Birch Gold Group IRA is what I recommend to all my family and friends. And today, Birch Gold is giving away a free information kit about how gold IRAs work. To get your free copy, just text the word PROTECT to 989898. It's crucial for you to get this information before an economic disaster is in full swing. Again, text PROTECT to the number 989898 to get your free Information kit on gold. There's no obligation or purchase required, so do it now. Text protect to 989898. Action, action, action. Use your agency. Take action today.
0: Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio
1: 95.5. Thank you. This is going to work out very well because I'm going to bring Joanne. Into this commercial that I'm about to do, because there's there's a perfect nexus to where I'm going to go with this, and then we'll go right into the uh, condominium market right after that. This portion of our program, of course, the hour is brought to us by Joanne Daly, Remax Platinum Properties of Ventner. This portion of our program also brought to us by my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals, and they are awesome. And a great guest listener reached out to me over the weekend. I tell people all the time. Uh, I did it with a very important friend of mine this morning. I am a human Rolodex. Utilize me when you need the number. Just do what he did. He wrote me. I can't remember if it was a text message or an email. I responded right back with the number. And his air conditioning system went down, fortunately, the week before July 4th weekend. Because you can imagine, it's going to be hot. And anybody that didn't do what I'm about to ask you to do... Uh, if your system has a weak spot it 's going to be exploited over the next five or so days it 's just it 's like math it 's just it 's going to happen it doesn 't matter if your system was still blowing quasi cold air when it was sixty five seventy degrees out it 's got to be able to hold up when it 's eighty five ninety degrees with humidity so here are seven signs that you might need to replace your air conditioner. If your air conditioner is unusually noisy, if you're hearing crazy sounds, that's not good. If you notice an odor, it may be time for a new air conditioning system. If it's blowing warmer air than it should be, if you have it set at low 70s or 74, 75, and it's 85 outside and you go to the return and it's blowing warm air at you, uh, you've got a problem. And if you notice that the actual airflow itself isn't what it should be it's weaker or if your system is recycling turning on and off they call it cycling too quickly shouldn't be going on and off on and off on and off on and off that that's a bad sign and finally although energy costs are clearly rising we know that if you look at your bills and your usage is substantially higher than it was last year it makes sense to consider replacing your air conditioning system because if you did the home inspection, uh, the the air conditioning and the heater in- inspection that we talked about, you'd already know if it was the type of thing where they could just tune it up and everything's going to be good for another season, or they will tell you it's, it's just not going to hold up. And here's why. So if you didn't do that, you're going to find it out in a truth of the moment type of thing, moment of truth. So call my friends at Ambient Comfort, 609-568-0955. That's 609-568-0955. They're on the web at ambientcomfortnj.com. And don't forget, mention Hurley in the morning. I appreciate that. But also don't forget to ask about state and manufacturer rebates. And also Ambient Comfort has some very attractive financing that could be very helpful uh, in in a particular situation if you want to finance the uh, repair or replacement rather than have to go out-of-pocket for the full deal. So a lot of things that my friends at Ambient Comfort can do. And this is where I bring Joanne Daly into this, because when you buy your new home, if you're buying a brand new home, if you're no issue, if you're buying an existing home, you should receive a home that has a heating system that works, air conditioning system that works. What and I know we should do a home inspection. Some people don't. I know you recommend it. Uh I I I couldn't I couldn't work with Joanne Daly and even get away with it because why would you want to? You want that professional to put their hands and their eyeballs on your home that you're buying. This is going to be your home where you and your family live. So what's the responsibility regarding the heating and the cooling systems in the home? What kind of condition do they have to be in? And I guess that matters whether it's fha or conventional and also if you're if you're doing a deal that's as is but what's your professional recommendation about the equipment
10: well (laughs) absolutely to have inspections done um and i even if there's any question about what we're looking at when we go and look at the systems is I say, we take it a step further because though home inspections are good, they're very general Mm. and they will often say, get in an expert. You know, we suggest, our suggestion is to bring in an expert for, for this. It looks like it might need servicing. There's no service tags on it, whatnot. Get it, get an expert in. So I generally if it's questionable and i have to tell you this market was crazy because people were to to win properties they were foregoing the inspections to make their offer more attractive and you know they just felt like whatever it was going to take they would do it
1: so- yeah and then you could wind up needing a new air conditioning system a new heating system a new roof now i i am totally buying what you're selling because you're you're the expert and and what you, and you speak the truth if you find the right home inspection person, you know I'm a big fan of Mr. Funk. Uh, Mr. Funk has done our home. He's done a condo that you're aware of. He's done a lot of things over the years for us. When we bought the Ponderosa, he told me, this roof is good for this many years. He was spot on. He said, this is good for this amount. You get the right one. They're, they're like almost like the amazing Creskin when it comes to seeing how much life is left in these particular fixtures or, or, or um, appliances or, you know, the roof or the, the heating and cooling system. I mean, he, he, you know how he works. And I think you're a fan of his as well, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. He gave us a book. This book was like the blueprint of what we were going, going to need to do over the next 10 years thereafter. And everything he said came true when he said it was going to come true.
10: Right. And that's when you get a good, experienced home inspector. You know, there's, there's some out there that are just getting into the business because of the market. It's been crazy and they get it. They're good. There's they always have a disclaimer because they're not necessarily the experts in each of the systems, electrical, plumbing, roofing, but they do know the general life expectancy of the systems. So, Generally, there's manufacturing dates that they can go by and there's conditions. You can obviously see if it was well-maintained, if they have service records on on the units or the systems, you can kind of tell if, uh, you know, the home's been upgraded from, you know, old knob and tube wiring to, you know, the current code, you know, so home inspections are very big. And they're a peace of mind, and it gives you sort of a playbook going forward of what you might need to address and put money away for down the road. You know, okay, your roof is good. You might have eight years on it. So you can kind of just put the rainy day money in for the roof fund, and then it won't hit you so badly when it does come. You know, you get that storm, and there goes parts of those shingles a little bit earlier than the eight years you thought you had you know, you could budget for that. So it's a nice playbook to have going forward that you have. Unfortunately, this past year, so many people chose not to have home inspections just to get their offers looked at and competed with the other offers out there.
1: So, you know, That, that is such a good point you made because we were very comforted because, you know, when you're you could be younger buyers or you could be buyers that, that that cannot afford for like a lot of bad stuff to happen all at once. When Funk gave us this book and it was like, hey, this is good for this amount of time. And and, and again, if, if it happened sooner, we weren't going to call him and say, hey, you told us, you know, it, you, you always know that this is just someone doing, you know, the, the very honest and best that they can do for you. In our case, uh, and every time I've dealt with him, everything he says comes true. He's he's an honest, good man. Uh, and, he's smart and he 's smart and know and he knows his business very, very well, uh, so he 's worth everything i couldn 't even imagine doing a deal without a home inspection that 's like just putting a blindfold on and rolling the dice, and just let somebody else tell you that you just rolled you know box cars or something you don't, you can 't even see so i, I don 't understand it because it 's not so expensive that that 's penny wise you know pound or dollar foolish to me. everybody listening, I think you really should you should do the home inspection, but it was great to have a book that said, Hey, this is going to need to be done at this time. And actually we did the stuff at that time, because even if it wasn't completely failing at that moment, we knew we were obviously getting close because an expert told us that, that this is about what we could expect. So really it became Joanne, our blueprint uh, for repairs and replacements that we did over a number of years, which again, I default to that earlier point I made you don't want to buy a house and in the first six weeks, six months, need to replace the entire roof and, you know, the entire air conditioning and heating system and this kind of thing. So you can't, You really want to know the best to the best extent because this is all, you know, subject to mechanical things can break at any time. But to have an idea that you're getting into something that out of the box, you're not going to absolutely get crushed with repairs and replacements is very helpful
10: right and it, it is like a playbook and i said you have it it's something a reference now some people and it's kind of interesting because it used to be when we had the beginning of covid people weren't even going into the houses themselves to purchase it yeah but they could get the home inspection yeah so they did see the house, they didn't go in. We had many talk about blind sales. I had many people buy condos and homes sight unseen, but they sent in the inspector to go look at the systems and check it out and then have that playbook. You know, some chose to say, look, I want an inspection, but I'm not going to ask for repairs. I just want to have the inspection. So I have the playbook. I know what, you know, what my priorities will be down the road. Um, and others said, you know, I'm just waiving the inspection altogether. And of course, like we have to do our due diligence and said, Okay, good, put put that in writing so we have that you're you're fully waiving your inspection, you know, to make your offer. But so they didn't go in to see during the properties during COVID, but they sent the inspectors in. Then it got crazy market and they didn't even send the inspectors in, they didn't see it, they just said, Joe, put the offer in. This works for me, i, I I'll, I'll work with it and they didn't see the home, they didn't inspect the home, and they bought the home. And they, and they won They won the bid because of that, you know? And now they'll just get their own inspector and get that playbook after the fact, but they got the home they wanted and the location they wanted. They knew it's gonna need work or whatever, updating, they were kind of prepared for that, so they're ready to go. But it was kind of backwards than our usual way we would buy a home, <laughs> you know?
1: Exactly. So let's do this. We have exactly five, a little more than five minutes left in your program. And it does what it always does. It's very listenable and it's enjoyable and it flies by. And I, I enjoy the time that we have together immensely. Joanne Daly, our real estate professional, and you are, you not, not only are you my guru on condos, I, I think you take a second chair to no one in terms of overall product knowledge, all these these idiosyncrasies and homeowners associations and it, it's incredible how different one house can be versus the other give us your uh, update on the condominium market in the atlantic city metro market area
10: well it's very interesting um it, it's it's gonna get better which is kind of interesting because the market people were buying them up and there was very low inventory for the first time in years did I see where, you know, certain buildings had one or two, where it used to average about 10% of the total capacity. So, you know, what building has 300, you know, we could easily see five to 10% at any given time during the year on a regular type market, some are available. Now we're down to two, maybe one. So they're very short, They're, they're in demand, totally in demand, even with, I have to say, you know, the HOA fees, people are still looking. I I had investors out looking at the condos that they're still looking for investors with tenants. And it's a good market for them because the tenants, there aren't places for tenants, people to rent. So I said, actually, you're not going to have a problem renting it. If that's what you want to do with it, there's one available. And if you buy it, you're not going to have a problem getting a tenant. Now, your choice is do you want a winter tenant, a summer tenant or a yearly tenant. They're all out there. There's there's
1: a very big shortage for rentals. Would you say, Joanne, that most condominiums, I almost want to say, if not all, don't permit like B&B type things where you could rent short term, rent for a night, rent for a few nights, rent for a week or two, that they either require a summer rental for the full summer or a year round rental. Is that is that a standard or how, how do you respond to that?
10: it's it's a typical standard and i will clarify it in the buildings that are technically high-rise large community buildings the airbnbs are generally not permitted there's one building that does allow short-term rentals but not short-term like weekend it has to be a week or two weeks there's one building in the area on the island that will permit that that's a building like a high-rise you know large condominium complex most of them do not. The minimum is a three month. Okay.
1: Um,
10: some buildings, there's one or two buildings, they don't even allow summer rentals.
1: And by, and by the way, if I, if I were king, if I owned a condominium, the entire complex and was responsible for, you know, the vibe of the whole place, I wouldn't want a transient hotel type of atmosphere. You, you know, there's a big difference when it's your home versus it's your one night pad. And you know what that can do, that when you're on a one or two night or a week or a two-week even vacation modality, it can be noisy. It can be, um, you know, very raucous. I, it's just a different – so I, I think it's fair and reasonable that you can do either summer rental or year-round rental. That's how I would do it if if I was in control of it. It it just seems – it seems fair to all the other people that it's their home. I mean, who you know, who would want – like would you want to put a a 12 by 16 shed right next to your front door and rent it out and have all the noise coming out of that thing right into your home where you live. So I think that's very fair, Joe.
10: Right. And it's, it's a, you know, it's a different kind of dynamic. Now there are, there's another building in town that is a hotel is a timeshare and there are condos that you can own in that building as well. So it's mixed use. Yeah. That's one building that has that market. The other buildings tend to be second home sanctuaries for people you know, who work all week and they want to go to the shore and chill out and relax. It's a community of, you know, second home year round second home owners.
1: Yeah. Either you're there all year round or maybe you've got this perfect life that you love where three months every year, you come to your condo uh, in Atlantic City or wherever, and there's people that do that. 30 seconds left in your program, Joe. Final comment.
10: Well, I would say it is still a good time for people to sell their home and still a good time for people who want to buy. It's a crazy market, but you have to almost get in now before the rates keep going up, and they are going up. They'll be up by the end of the summer. You know, so it's there's nothing like the time is now, you know, and it's funny. I don't even want to be aggressive, but you have to be very assertive.
1: Yeah, I like (laughs) I like that. I like your message today a whole lot. Joanne Daly, for all of your real estate needs, selling, buying, renting 609-513-8969. To you and to Glenn and your beautiful two children, have a great July 4th weekend, my friend.
10: Happy, safe 4th of July to everybody, all our listeners. I'm very grateful for the calls I get off.